0: So, so tonight, eight p.m. on WQED, the fourth in the series of Nebbies. Three more to go. Four Nebbies down. Three to go. Uh, so that's tonight. Make sure to check that out. And special preview for the next Nebby. We're really excited about this one. That Kennywood summer. Yeah, you know, what? can you tell what that is? We're gonna... I think I can.
1: Yeah, what do you think it is?
2: I think that it is. Getting people's memories of their trips to Kennywood in the, in the summer.
1: No. Or the summer that you did
3: Kennywood memories. No.
1: Nope. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. I, I really do
0: love how hilarious that whole setup is. It's just so bizarre. Like, he's talking to Bill like he's a second grader. <laughs> do,
4: you, do you think you know what that is?
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me what you think it is. No. <laughs>
5: You would be wrong. What's up, Valerie? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. 11. It's 65 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. I'm Val Porter. The death toll from Hurricane Florence keeps rising along with the floodwaters. At least 31 people have died since the storm made landfall last week. Most of those deaths have been in the Carolinas where heavy rain has caused major flooding across both states. One person was killed in Virginia in a flurry of tornadoes that touched down as the remnants of Florence moved across the state yesterday, what remains of Florence bringing heavy rain to the mid-Atlantic states. The Cannonsburg Post Office is now named for fallen police officer Scott Basham. A plaque was unveiled yesterday that honors Basham, who was killed during a domestic violence call in November of 2016. The post office is now the second in Pennsylvania to be rededicated to honor a fallen member of law enforcement. According to a new study, bushier eyebrows are associated with higher levels of narcissism. Previous research has already shown narcissists tend to wear flashier clothes in order to call more attention to themselves. And because eyebrows are one of the most expressive features on the face, it seems narcissists do their best to call attention to their distinct eyebrows in order to make sure people notice, recognize, and remember them.
0: Their distinct eyebrows?
5: Yes. Which well, don't all guys, old guys, just have bushy eyebrows anyway?
0: Yeah, they look like huge caterpillars on there <laughs> right before they turn into a butterfly. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it means that if you wear flashy clothes, then you're a narcissist, or if it's well, just. Well, you certainly means,
5: want to be noticed.
0: Well, maybe narcissists wear flashy clothing, but not all flashy clothes wears is what I'm saying. Hashtag not all fancy shirts. <laughs> I saw a guy last night. I went to the Paul Simon show. How was that? Uh, it was great. He was very, very good. For how old is he? Seventy six. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, he it was good. Um, but there were some, uh, there were some old man shirts there last night. <laughs> some guys just just throwing it all out there because there is like two schools of thought. I think once you get to a certain age, one of them is I'm going out, Grace. I, I don't want to be noticed. You know, yeah. like not, the other one is in. I'm going out like a meteor
5: in style. Yeah.
0: Everybody's going to look at me There were a couple (laughs) of meteors last night
5: Coca-Cola might be getting into the cannabis drinks business. Bloomberg TV reports the world's biggest beverage company is talking with Canadian marijuana producer Aurora Cannabis about developing drinks laced with CBD. That's the ingredient in marijuana that treats pain but does not get you high. A spokesman for Atlanta-based Coke says the company is closely watching the growth of non-psychoactive CBD as an ingredient in functional wellness beverages around the world. The company is diversifying its product line as sales of pop continue to decline worldwide. In music news, a new photo book about Bon Scott's time with ACDC will be published November 14th. ACDC 1973-1980 The Bon Scott Years was written by Jeff Apter, who co-wrote Dirty Deeds. That was the memoir by former ACDC bassist Mark Evans. And Dave Matthews headed back to Mexico for a third winter. Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds' Riviera Maya 2019 is set for February 15th through the 17th. It's President's Day weekend. It'll be in Riviera Maya, Mexico. The Dave Matthews Band duo will perform a different set each night with openers to be announced soon. Tickets for the all-inclusive event go on sale to Dave Matthews Band fan club members. Uh, That's actually today and the general public September 21st. Matthews and Reynolds have two other duo shows coming up at Farm Aid September 22nd in Hartford, Connecticut, and at the Pilgrimage Festival in Franklin, Tennessee on September 23rd.
0: Yeah, you know, the only problem with that is then you're on vacation with a bunch of Dave Matthews Band fans.
5: Well, if you're the kind of person who would go to that show, you probably are happy about that.
0: No, that's true. Well, it's like the Fish one. Like, I love the band Fish. I've seen them. I don't. You know. I. I don't know how many. I, I'm near seventy or something. I kind of wow. lost count. Um. At, at some point, but they do a thing at Riviera Maya, and my sister's like, "Oh, we should go to uh, to that fish one, or go to the Grateful Dead one, because the Grateful Dead has one there too." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No way! <laughs> I love those bands, but I can't vacation with their fans. <laughs> I can't. I can barely get through the concert because I'm an old curmudgeon." <laughs> it's this whole thing where like in that whole jam band community where people like if they see an empty space and it's better than the space they have, there's like some sort of recycle mentality like, well, let's not waste the seat while somebody's not sitting in it. Let's make proper use of it. <laughs> and they will sit down next to you if like my girlfriend has left before and like some dude comes starts walking out next wow. to me and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? He's like, I'm just occupying the space, man. And I'm like... This isn't
5: your seat. Uh, It's not your space to occupy. Occupy something else. (laughs) Uh, Your ass is going to occupy my foot. (laughs) Spotty showers today, but should clear up later this afternoon. Temperature's near 80. It's 65 at DVE. I had
0: that backward, but you can forgive me. It's early. And we live in the middle of a circus right now. Uh, The the Steelers, what is going on? For crying
5: out loud. Uh, Crazy.
0: Everything is absolutely nuts right now. Does AB really want a trade? I don't think so. I mean, no.
5: actually, I don't even. I'm, I think he's just bouting off.
4: He might have been.
0: Gene Steratore with Zebra Talk coming up at 745 today. Charlie Batch at 815 in studio. We'll talk with Kim Hayward and get the team captain's reaction to all of the uh, drama. The soap opera continues. It's week two, by the way. Week <laughs> flipping two. It's unbelievable. Oh, my. Uh, Might be a it,
5: long season.
0: Yes. Uh, Billy Gardell will be with us at 9 o'clock, and uh, Mike Persuda will have your sports coming up at the bottom of the hour. And I, I'll tell you, it just gets crazier and crazier right now. Steelers reeling, seemingly anyways, from an 0-1-1 start.
5: Mm. Everybody said before the game, if you start the season 0-1-1, that's bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's bad. That's where they are right now. And Tampa Bay's on fire. So it's going to be brutal here. Michael will, uh, will fill us in on what the locker room had to say coming up.
5: So tomorrow <laughs> is Take Your Pet to Work Day. Uh, but according to a new – you brought your dog in here once for Take Your Pet to Work Day. I
0: did an attacked Stan's dog, and then uh, I felt bad. Dog fight at work day, that <laughs> did not go over. That was, that was an idea. That was another, speaking of the NFL, that was an idea that came right out of there. Right. Uh, it, it just uh, didn't go
1: over. Didn't dog fairy. fight at work, no.
5: Well, what, cur- a, what
1: kind of pets are allowed?
5: Uh, well, they say any pets. It used to just be take your dog to work.
1: Mm
6: -hmm.
5: but much like what is is it was it originally take your daughter to work but now
0: it's (laughs) i don't know know. it wasn't really an offshoot of that i think they were not not
5: what i'm saying
0: totally separate days
5: that's not what i'm saying but it's it's all inclusive now
0: yeah dogs daughters parrots i i guess cats yeah the dogs thing can be a little tricky with the you know we had like four dogs in here at one time and it was a bad idea we did You can't really work if you're policing dogs. I think a lot, yeah, dogs are a distraction. Iguana, one guy brings an iguana, that could be trouble too. (laughs) Just a bunch of dogs. You find out who the real freaks at work are. (laughs) Right, Guy with his pet iguana. Somebody's got a parrot, that little monkey. I was just watching Raiders of the Lost Ark on the plane. It was an older plane. Um. (laughs) Yeah, the DV morning show, Beatles Revolution. Mike Pursuit has got your sports coming up next. Steelers huddle back on DVE tonight with uh, Jerry Dulac, Dale Lawley, and Steelers defensive end Stefan Tuitt. That's at 7 o'clock. Steelers programming all week long as we get you set for now game three. Week three in the NFL. Steelers are on Monday night against Fitzmagic down in Tampa bay and uh, if that defense uh if that performance this past sunday was any indication it's gonna be a long night and a high scoring one at that on monday night down in tampa listen to what stefan to has to say about the steelers circus tonight on dve at seven o'clock dve sports mike pursued it with your sports right now on the dve morning show and it's only week two but the circus is in full swing
3: mike That it is Sports This Hour brought to you by Hubbas Auto and Truck Supply. The Steelers haven't won a game yet, but uh, they continue making a splash in social media on Twitter. Isn't that a good look? Oh, yeah. Yesterday's nonsense uh, included uh, Antonio Brown responding to a tweet from a former Steelers employee, a tweet that suggested that uh, it was Ben Roethlisberger who, quote, got A.B. paid. Tweet also said, quote, you know, darn well he wouldn't put up those numbers for other teams. Antonio Brown's response on Twitter, quote, trade me, let's find out.
0: Right. Now, my initial response to this was that AB most likely thought Ryan Scarpino still worked for the Steelers and had been promoted (laughs) to the GM.
3: He might think that. I'm not kidding. Ryan Scarpino, when he worked for the Steelers, demonstrated exceptionalism. Or whatever the hell Antonio <laughs> was talking about on Friday, so perhaps yeah, that's why. That may be it. Is that is he requesting a trade, or is that just a flippant we'll never know, disagreement but uh, to the premise? That, to me, again, is
0: going back to what I was saying last week about how people perceive social media. Statements like that don't have to have an ounce of weight behind them, but they might. But it's very easy to go, oh, that's just how you talk on social media. I was being hyperbolic.
3: Well, uh, another statement made by uh, outside linebacker Bud Dupree. Uh, One of the citizens on Twitter asked Dupree where the F he was all game. Mm -hmm. And Bud's response on Twitter, quote, I was at your girl house laid up what you gon' do.
0: (laughs) I like when you read. Which I think is actually funny. I like when you read those tweets. Well,
3: that's how they spell stuff.
0: I know. I like how I'm not correcting no, I'm, I'm aware. That's In why quoting. I like it.
3: If people want to put stuff out there, I'm going to quote it verbatim. Because yes.
0: You're not going to uh, affect an, uh, some sort of ebonic uh, translation of it.
3: Because I wouldn't know what that is, quite frankly. <laughs> Sometimes I think I know what they mean. No. Well, Sometimes I know. mean, you have
0: a pretty good idea what Bud Dupree means there, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, <laughs> think I think that's pretty
3: funny. Okay. Not that I think, you know, if I was a player, I don't know. I don't understand why they care. What people say on Twitter, I don't understand. What they, why they care? What people say in the media.
0: Uh, well,
3: if I was at the height of my profession and making the money these guys are making, and had all the stuff to worry about that they have to worry about to maintain their status in said profession and excel at their profession, who the hell cares what somebody on Twitter thinks or what Mike Pursuta thinks?
0: There's a reason these guys who create these social media platforms go on to be billionaires because people can't stop using their product because it plays on the most primal of human emotions. And it has the weird effect of having people coming back for more. It really has hooked people so that you think it is the world that it represents every viewpoint without even ever realizing that you have created the parameters of that world. I mean, think about that for a second. You curate your own timeline. You pick who you want to hear from. So it's only the the thing. Well, the people. Well, unless some random guy just reaches out. Absolutely, but that wasn't. Uh, Scarpino did not at Antonio Brown there. He would have had to been if he's not following Ryan, which he might because right. he was a former employee. But the Dupree guy was that was a specific when Adam query to Dupree. Right. Uh, look, you think it's important, and the point I was getting at is that you create the parameters of this world, and it is your own echo chamber. And when somebody else. Comes into that, it feels to you as if everybody in your timeline is living that and can see it, and there's some sort of disrespect. So you better go back at them. Can they not? Or no, not unless somebody actually searches it out. Okay. So if some rando comes at Mike Pursuta, you know, some somebody that follows you doesn't see that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get a little bit. Yeah. I, but you still feel the need to go at these? Th- no, I don't. Not you. I don't. I know you don't. Yeah, I used to. I don't. Right, it's, but so you understand, it's too exhausting. I exactly. But these guys are young; they're not exhausted yet. Yeah.
3: All I know is, in the wake of this latest uh, Twitter fiasco, I have a new favorite member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is David DeCastro, who had this to say yesterday to Ed Bouchette in the Post Gazette. Uh. I don't know how people do it, to be honest. I stay off it. I just avoid it because if I want to talk to someone, I'll talk to him. I'll communicate face-to-face with him. I don't even try to text him. It's a weird way of communicating. It's a weird path. Society's going down. Everyone thinks their opinion matters. They give advice to people. I don't understand it. I really don't. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. Uh,
0: People who are not on social media are happier.
5: Yes.
3: By all accounts. DeCastro goes on to tell Ed Bouchette of uh, social media, quote, It's a weird deal. It almost feels a little bit like the entertainment's become bigger than the game, if that makes sense, which is kind of sad to me. I always thought the game was really important. I love the game. God, I love David DeCastro. <laughs> wish there were more like David DeCastro. Wish everybody was like David DeCastro. <laughs> I wish Twitter didn't exist.
6: Yeah. <sighs>
3: But it does. Well, wish in one hand and crap yep. in the other. See which <laughs> gets filled up first. Uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, had one hand filled up last night in Chicago. They lost to the Bears, twenty-four to seventeen, on Monday Night Football. And who didn't see this coming? The Cleveland Browns have parted ways with Josh Gordon. He has been traded to and he gets The guesses?
0: Patriots, the New
3: England Patriots, for a fifth-round pick. How
0: do they get them all? Although this one's, I don't think, is going to last very long. I think they took a chance on this guy, and he's going to test right out of the league.
3: If they can keep this guy eligible, it's a pretty good target for Tom Brady.
0: I mean, I know it's very cynical, but boy, I wish this would have blown up there a week earlier. Would have helped us tremendously.
3: He looked like he still had game against the Steelers. I mean, he basically won the game and... Well, tied it. Tied it. Made us lose. Made us not win. How's that? Made them not win. Pirates won last night seven to six. They got one in the seventh, two in the eighth, and one in the ninth. Break up the Buccos to beat the Royals seven to six. They are seventy five and seventy four. A game over five hundred. Jacob Stallings with the walk off single. Announced crowd at PNC Park was ten thousand three hundred and sixteen. Jamison Tyone gets the ball tonight in game two against the Royals, and there will be a championship game tonight in Washington, weather permitting. It was supposed to be played last night. But the Frontier League, uh, the fifth game of the best of five championship series between your Washington Wild Things and the Joliet Slammers, rained out last night. They'll play that tonight. Joliet Slammers is a great name. What a great name, huh? Great name.
0: (laughs) Frontier League titles on the line, Randall. Joliet is where the state penitentiary is
3: in Illinois. It's where... uh, Jake where Jake Blues, Jake Blues had, was had released game. from yeah. when they were putting the band back together. Penguins uh, are on the preseason ice in Buffalo tonight, 7 o'clock, on your Penns flagship, 105.9 The X. Josh Getzoff and Phil Bork have the call on your Penns flagship station. The game will be re-aired by the uh, NHL Network. It's not going to be on live, but uh, it'll be on Wednesday at 1 a.m. and again at noon. So if you want to watch that preseason opener between the Pens and the Sabres, set the DVR. Or stay up to 1 a.m. and watch it in real time. In its entirety. Sure. Or
0: tweet about it. Mike Pursued with your sports. Val's got news coming up top of the hour. Valerie.
5: Uh, The Emmys were last night, Mm -hmm. so uh, we'll talk a little bit uh, about the awards show.
0: Cool. All the winners. Uh, Guys, Radiothon starts Thursday. The 11th annual DVE Rocks for Children's Radiothon is only two days away. Become a rock star today. By going to to GiveToChildrens.org and remember to tune in to hear inspiring stories on WDV all day. Thursday and Friday we'll be broadcasting live from the atrium on the sixth floor of Children's Hospital in Lawrenceville. Starting at 6 a.m. Thursday morning and so looking forward to bringing you another year from Children's. And uh, our listeners are so fantastic. Every year these guys get behind it more than we could ever ask for and uh it is inspiring and it is a great way to kick off fall with uh children's hospital radiothon and we're looking to break last year's record-breaking tally which will uh which will be uh which will take some doing we got to, feat, we I had a big push last year that knocked us over what what was our final was it
5: eight thirty last year i think so
0: it's it's a lot of it
5: was eight something
0: it's a lot of donuts there. So that's going to be Thursday morning, Radiothon, live from Children's Hospital with WDV. It's the DVE Morning Show. Doesn't that commercial set off people's Amazons?
5: Uh, I would think. Maybe that's I what s- they wanted to do.
0: You know David DiCastro was talking about social media there in that mm-hmm. clip, uh, or, or rather the quote that Mike was reading from uh, Ed Bouchette in the Post-Gazette, uh, how he doesn't understand it, doesn't understand why people willingly wade into those waters that they know are perilous. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about Alexa. I just don't understand how you're inviting some, something into your house that is spying on you.
5: Do you have any of those devices? Those no, voice I have a Sonos,
0: devices? and I have deactivated the microphone aspect of it. There's a, th- They wanted me to update so that it could start using that service and mm-hmm. listen to me, but my phone is already listening to me.
5: Everybody's I've, listening.
0: I'm sick and tired of it. <laughs> I'm on the radio for a living. I'm tired of people listening to me. <laughs> so, I mean, well, you know, this I'm expecting. And I hope people listen to me, but you know, when I'm uh, I'm in my house, you don't want people
5: eavesdropping I don't want on people you,
0: spying on me. Yeah, and that's what Amazon does. We made that guy a billionaire by letting mm-hmm. him spy on us, and then he won't pay anybody, and we're like, please come to our town and don't pay anybody <laughs> here, please. I don't get it. This, Still, the
5: thing freaks me out of if I look at something on one computer, it shows up on another computer in a completely different place.
0: I told you the the one that really got me was I was talking to my sister about something about getting like tuck pointing done for brick. Mm-hmm. And she said in Chicago, where she lives, she said, it's pretty expensive if I want to get this done, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, let me Google it and see what it might be around here. And it came up tuck pointing in the Chicagoland area when I just put in tuck pointing. Yeah. And it came up for Chicago. Why? I was on Banksville Road. You know, Right. drives Weird. me. It's so creepy. And we're all going to be totally dependent on it. You know, I used to watch movies like that movie Children of Men. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Is that what like uh, post post-apoca- apocalyptic? Post apocalyptic. Yeah, I know. Uh, Clive that. Owens. Yes, that's who. Uh, it's about. like you know dystopian future, and you, you know fascism and all that has already sort of been instilled. And I I used to watch those movies and be like, these are dumb.
5: Like, I mean, was like, this is scary. I was like,
0: no, that's probably, oh, which, which guy am I in the movie? <laughs> that's the difference now. Um, earlier this year, we had the DVE Comedy Festival. Next year, uh, we're going to uh, ramp it up again, of course, and it'll be the 50th anniversary of WDVE in yeah. 2019. And this is going to be one huge party so I'm very much looking forward to it and I'm just putting that in people's in the back of your mind right now that next year we're planning stuff yeah we are not just waiting around it is going to be a year of celebrating WDVE and DVE's legacy here in Pittsburgh which I'm very excited for but I don't know how we're going to outdo last year's comedy festival
5: I think that every year, but every year you guys manage to do it.
0: Burt Kreischer, who is now starring in uh, the runaway hit on Netflix, Secret Time. Bert Kreischer headlined our DVE comedy festival this past year with uh, Rory Scovel, who might be one of my favorite comics on the planet right now, and uh, also uh, Sarah Tiana and the one and only Brad Williams. And they spent two and a half hours in the studio yeah, about, yeah. that morning, and it was one of the the best and funniest mornings that I've ever been a part of here and it was just fun to sit back and listen to these guys talk.
1: I have a joke that's a story. Sounds like I'm we're gonna, gonna hear gonna, it. <laughs> it. Sounds like we got him started. Pull the car over. <laughs> I go into a Starbucks. I go into a Starbucks and there's a, a young black kid working the counter and he and I This Starbucks right by my house. I go up and I go hey man and the second he sees me he recognizes me he goes oh hey and I was like what's up and he's like dude I'm a huge fan of Joe Rogan's <laughs> and I'm like cool I go, yeah, it's cool Hello. that you kind of like get some of that spill off <laughs> you like whoa bro I'm like, I'll let him know I go, what about me he goes nah man you laugh at your own jokes I don't like that and I, but I do laugh at my God own God bless this guy.
4: For someone to just Such say that, guns, laugh, he's, he's, he's
1: opening for me now. <laughs> and, uh, do you have Rogan's number? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just order my So Gerard Carmichael. <laughs> so, I, uh, so he goes, what can I get you? I go, um... I go, uh, just a venti coffee. He goes, room for cream? I go, no, I want it thugged out. And he goes, he goes, what? And I go, I look at him, I go, black. And he starts laughing. And then I lean in and I go, I didn't laugh that time, did I? And then we both start laughing because I laugh at my own jokes, right? And so we fist bump and, we, and I leave you. I see him the next day. And again, I see him and he lights up. He's like, hey, man, what's up? I was like, nothing. He goes, uh, what, what can I get you? I go, venti coffee. And he starts giggling. He goes, room for cream? I go, no, I want it pulled over for no reason at all. And he starts laughing again and I laugh. 'Cause I lack of my own jokes. So then we leave, right? I leave. The next day he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. I was like, yo, you're damn right you will. I'm up all night writing jokes for this kid, right? I get there the next day and and it's packed. It's packed. And and the kid sees me and he jockeys his way up to the front of the line, like, I'll get the next ten customers. Yeah. He's telling his coworkers, like, this is the guy, this is the guy. I get up to the front, there's two older white women whose kids oh, go to our God. kids' school sitting right next to me. Uh-oh. And I get up to think, I'm nervous. Perfect. He's nervous, I'm nervous. Day I can see three, his, are you kidding day me? Day three, his cool. coworkers aren't even moving. They're just standing still listening, right? <laughs> He's like, hey man, what can I get you? I said, uh, I said, uh, venti coffee he goes room for cream i go no i don't want it to know it's father (laughs) (laughs) he dies laughing right his coworkers are shaking they're pretending they didn't hear it but they're shaking and the woman next to me the white woman goes what did you just say to him i said i don't want my coffee to know it's father (laughs) she goes what's that supposed to mean when the kid leans over the counter and goes it means he wants it black (laughs) she gets offended for him just how dare
3: oh the founding fathers would be appalled
2: no, they'd all be masturbating
3: furiously. Seriously.
1: They're like, dude, there's so much what? porn. <laughs> oh, my oh God. My...
2: Can I borrow your wig?
0: Because my <laughs> wig is kind of <laughs> crusty at
7: this point.
1: Hey
0: there, boy. These chalky wigs come in handy.
7: Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning
0: Show. That's not how it was for the Founding Fathers. Bill Crawford will be back tomorrow. Uh, he was uh, overseas entertaining the troops as part of a USO comedy tour with Steve Byrne. And Steve Simone and a couple other people. So very proud of Bill for doing that. He got in super late last night or early this morning, That's so I believe. Cool. Yeah, uh, like probably 16 hours of flying. So he'll be back on the show tomorrow and getting ready for Radiothon, which will be this coming Thursday and Friday, live from Children's Hospital. All day long, we'll be broadcasting from the morning show through Sean McDowell's afternoon ride home. And your opportunity to become a rock star Well, that's going on right now, as a matter of fact. You can already jump on and give to children's dot org.
5: Yeah, get in early.
0: And uh, yeah, and that way uh, you don't have to worry about it uh, later on. Uh, Antonio Brown yesterday causing major waves (laughs) by responding to a tweet from former Steelers PR employee Ryan Scarpino uh, and uh, Ryan saying AB wouldn't be nothing without Ben. Ben got him paid. And he wouldn't have nearly the stats that he has. I'm paraphrasing, uh, you know, with another quarterback in this league. And then Antonio Brown quote tweeted it and said, trade me and find out. So that's where we are with the Steelers right now. <laughs> and then our yeah, friend Virginia, who uh, she uh, she's uh, a lip reader. OK, she was reading the lips of what Antonio Brown was saying on the sidelines. And he was basically he basically said, trade me on the sidelines
5: when he was throwing the tantrum. Yeah.
0: And then Ben waved off AB on the touchdown to J- uh, Juju. Uh, and apparently uh, she thought he was saying, what a big baby. What a big baby, or something like that, which I think would be a hilariously innocuous thing to say in the middle of a game because it's usually like expletive laden stuff. Yeah. You know, get the F out of here, that F and blah, 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 blah. You know, and so he's like, oh, he's a big baby.
5: No, it's not untrue.
0: Yeah. Honestly, Antonio Brown's out of his mind. He's got to pull it together, he's unraveling.
5: Yeah, somebody he, needs to pull him aside and have a little talking to.
0: He is unraveling. As I said last hour, my uh, first thought was he thought Ryan Scarpino still worked for the Steelers <laughs> and had somehow been promoted to GM. And that was a direct request for a trade. You, you know, at some point you had to take this guy seriously. I don't care if it's solely social media. This is just stupid distractions. In week two. Yeah. O one and one and it's not going to get real easy Monday night against Tampa Bay.
5: Yeah, especially if they go 0 and one
0: Charlie Batch will be live in studio to talk about that later on this morning, and we'll have Team Captain Cam Hayward on for his weekly segment, sponsored by Dawn's Appliance. That will be at 845 Zebra Talk with Gene Steratore coming up. Billy Gardell will be in in the 9 o'clock hour. Val's back with your news right now on DVE.
5: Here's a Channel 11 severe weather center forecast, and it's brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. For 11. It's 65 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Bobby hall.com. Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and the woman accusing him of sexual assault will testify in a Senate committee hearing next Monday. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley said Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's accusations deserve to be heard. Ford claims Kavanaugh held her down and groped her at a party when they were teenagers federal judge has denied the allegations that hearing will push back a vote scheduled for Thursday to advance Kavanaugh's nomination to the full Senate.
0: Here's what I don't understand is why don't they just say, all right, uh, you got too much baggage and then put the next guy that the Federalist Society picks for them to go into the Supreme Court and he'll vote exactly the same way as this guy anyways, with none of the baggage.
5: Maybe that guy has baggage too, or woman. I don't know who, who would yeah, be next Yeah, uh, they had like 10 candidates. Pick another one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Bill Cosby's wife is... This is like the sexual assault newscast. Uh, Yeah, well, that uh,
0: that seems to be all newscasts (laughs) these days.
5: Bill Cosby's wife filing a complaint against the judge in her husband's sexual assault case. Camille Cosby filed a complaint with Pennsylvania's Judicial Conduct Review Board yesterday, a week before her husband is scheduled to be sentenced. The complaint accuses Judge Stephen T. O'Neill of being biased against the 81-year-old comedian. Defense attorneys filed a motion last week asking the judge to recuse himself... Cosby was found guilty in April of drugging and sexually assaulting former Temple University staffer Andrea Constant. Harvey Weinstein will not be in Manhattan Supreme Court this week. The disgraced movie mogul was to face rape and sex assault charges. According to Page Six, a judge was expected to rule on whether to toss the case against him, but... That has been delayed until November 8th. Julie Chen might be leaving the talk in the midst of uh, sexual assault allegations against her husband, former CBS CEO Les Moonves. The TV personality has shown support for her her husband who resigned from the network last week. More than a dozen women have accused him of misconduct. Chen has been on the talk since it it premiered in 2010. A video supposedly going to be played on the show today. She'll continue hosting Big Brother, though.
0: He, uh, did you read the the Linda Bloodworth Thomas no. account of what happened to her? You know, she had a huge contract with CBS and had the two biggest shows on CBS at yeah, the time. Yeah, that was... Designing Women. Wasn't
5: her and her husband? Was it her yes. husband that she... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Designing Women and uh, Evening Shade. And he basically, he hated those shows. Mm-hmm. And they were, but they were huge money makers. And he just was like, yeah, you're done kept her under contract and just didn't put any of her stuff on tv but she has some pretty awful stories about that guy a lot of really terrible stuff came out about him yeah at first i thought it might have been one or two of like you know stories of like him you know just trying to pull the old uh you know kind of matt lauer like well i'm in a very powerful position mm-hmm. and it would behoove you but it's really it's way beyond that
5: yeah women reported him being violent yes with them. yeah, yeah. And Asia Argento has threatened to take legal action against Rose McGowan if she doesn't retract and apologize for claiming the Italian actress admitted to having sex with an underage boy. In a tweet on Monday, Argento said McGowan's August 27th statement about the alleged assault was filled with horrendous lies. She also gave her former friend 24 hours to make amends. Argento has been accused of coercing actor Jimmy Bennett into a sexual relationship when he was 17. Through her late boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain, she reportedly paid about 380 grand to Bennett to allegedly keep quiet. Investigators are trying to figure out why that camel got spooked and hurt six kids and an adult at the Shrine Circus on Sunday.
0: Did they do the CSI? Did somebody go down?
5: (laughs) I think so. A veterinarian checked the animal and reported that physically it's fine. The incident apparently happened during the circus's intermission at PPG Paints Arena.
0: Did you see the video of it? I did not. Oh, yeah. There was video of it. It was a rampaging... Camel. chicken. It, it ran amok. Was it kicking? I mean, it was bucking. It was a bucking, a mucking camel. <laughs> that was the first time I've seen something run amuck in a while. It had been a while since I've seen anything.
5: Uh, well, amok. they're going to continue that investigation. I, so. I, how do
0: you feel about circuses?
5: Uh, I'm not a fan. No? Yeah.
0: It's they can't possibly have. I mean,
5: they cart these animals around in trains or I mean, Ringling Brothers went out of business, right? Because of all the you know animal welfare issues. So they shut down and put all their animals into not refuges, I guess, refuges, animal refuge,
0: like yeah, whatever those are, preserve that preserve. Yeah, Yeah. so I at first I was like, well, why was there uh, a shovel? Hanging around there, and then I thought, oh, okay, I, I know why. There's a sh- shovel.
5: You gotta scoop the poop.
0: Yeah, but this, some, so some kid, some mischievous little kid, jumped down, grabbed the shovel, and whacked the camel. Where I do you-
5: think the investigation is over.
0: uh Yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, video of the uh, event. I don't know. You weren't here yesterday. We had it.
5: Camel.
7: Whoa, 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 camel. Whoa, you're <laughs>
6: whoa. When I say whoa.
0: Yeah, it was really <laughs> terrifying. People running for the exits.
5: People running amok.
0: Imagine if you were sitting on 7 a- C- Center Avenue. Was it a PPG? Yes. If you're sitting on Center Avenue waiting for the light and you see a bunch of people sprinting out of PPG Arena and it's th- the day the circus is in town.
5: <laughs> Camels <laughs> running behind them. <laughs> Uh, according to the Federal Reserve... By the way, I was at
0: PBG Paints Arena last night for the Paul Simon concert, which Did they was,
5: leave any shovels no, behind? No, <laughs>
0: nobody hit Paul Simon with a shovel, I don't think. Though he was a little loopy at times, it seemed like. He gave a great concert. But I Ubered in and out so I didn't have to park, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what you gotta get an Uber now? I don't. They make you like walk up in the Hill District to get an <laughs> To, to get, avoid all the crowd around? Yeah, the, to get an Uber. Oh, uh, wow. I had to walk, like, I was in the middle of an August Wilson play waiting for a guy in <laughs> a Toyota Prius to pick me up. It took like 20 I minutes. I
5: think uh, Duquesne, like, the Duquesne garage would be a lot closer and more convenient. I don't know.
0: Uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, that bad or anything. It was just, I had to walk too far. You like, you gotta it was walk just up inconvenient. Yeah. No, it's all like, you know, whatever that's going to be over there, it's already sort of like. They, they repave the streets and everything but like still, that. But still, physically,
5: it is uphill.
0: I was de- yes, for sure. And I was definitely with, there were a couple other people who were following their instructions on their phone on where to go to get picked up by an Uber, and they were definitely people who were not comfortable uh, with having to walk over there. <laughs> people who might not come into the city all that often, but did so for the Paul Simon concert. Are we in the right place? I'm like, are you here to buy crack? <laughs> and they're like, no. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not either.
5: According to the Federal Reserve, only 35% of all transactions were still made in cash in 2016, and that number is on the decline as people are using more cards and apps and gadgets to buy stuff. Mm -hmm. Banking industry insiders say the trend toward a cashless society will continue, but it's not likely we'll ever get rid of cash completely since... 7% 7% of the U.S. population is still using cash and cash only.
0: Let's say you go into a coffee shop, buy a coffee, or uh, go into right in a belt. And, and How do you, <laughs> what is your first instinct? How do you pay?
5: Usually debit, because I too. rarely have cash on me. Me too. If I do, it's a, just a couple bucks usually.
0: Yeah, me too. I always go for it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it's just that weird interaction of like, oh, we don't have the chip. No, you have to swipe. No, you yeah. have to wait. Hold on. Wave it. Yeah, it is like this big, like, herky jerky transaction. Do
5: you use the phone? No, that, I like, don't. Apple Pay or whatever. I that tried is? to do it
0: one time at Giant Eagle, and it just was not working. And I felt yeah. like I was holding up the line. And I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Forget it.
5: Yeah, I don't use any of those either.
0: Every time I go to Rite Aid <laughs> or CVS <laughs> or one of those places where you have an advantage card.
5: Oh yeah.
0: And they say, do you have it? And I know I don't. No, I don't. I never do. And they'll go...
5: What's your phone number?
0: Yeah, you put, put your phone number in. But I always feel guilty for not having it, so I, I feel like I have to have an excuse. <laughs> but I don't have... You know. I what?
5: switched wallets. Right.
0: Normally, I have it. I, I wouldn't go anywhere without my... I,
5: I brought my fancy wallet today, and I don't have room for it all.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you, I switched over from the CVS, uh, those receipts. I get the digital ones now. Do you? Yeah, because when you go to CVS, the receipts were like the length of your arm. That's the
5: way it used to be at Sears and Kmart. Really? And I thought, well, if you guys had print less receipts, maybe you'd be able to stay in business.
0: I <laughs> just think that's what did it to them—the <laughs> yeah. day they talked to. In the, my
5: mind, that's the what The CEO I mean. meets with,
0: meets with the stockholders, <laughs> the shareholders. But well, We're I'm really sorry. We really gotta
5: make these receipts much shorter. Yeah,
0: we really screwed up with these super long, heavy stock receipts. <laughs> (laughs)
5: uh last night a night full of jokes and nods at diversity in hollywood at the 2018 primetime emmy awards streaming services dominated this year netflix and uh, hbo got 23 awards each more non-white actors and actresses were also nominated than ever before the marvelous mrs mrs mizell swept the show with five wins
0: that shocked me
5: i haven't seen it is that on hulu Yes it is. Yeah, I don't I don't have people who I haven't seen it yet. Um I
0: that, like it. It's good, but I thought like, well, I'm one of a hundred people who will like this because it's very not. nichey. It's like I don't know, if you love like the Origin of like modern stand up, the Lenny Bruce mm-hmm. sort of transition that happened, and then how that spawned all these other comics. It's kind of set in that area. I mean, it's very much about Jewish American lifestyle is in the m- 50s.
5: Is, is the show not modeled after, but kind of Joan Rivers?
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, and honestly, I'd never even put that together. That's so funny. Like, I just didn't even think about that. But she, Phyllis Diller, or Joan Rivers because yeah, Phyllis I, Diller was like gorgeous as weird as that mm-hmm. sounds because she always made herself look ugly because she saw she was too pretty to go on stage and try to be funny so she would like make herself same it's Joan Rivers Joan Rivers was gorgeous too. Mm-hmm. Back in the day.
5: Uh, so it got Best Comedy Series and Lead Actress and Supporting Actress in a Comedy, Best Comedy and Best Drama. Game of Thrones got Best Drama Series with Peter Dinklage winning Supporting Actor in a Drama. Henry Winkler also scored his first Emmy, hard to believe, oh, my after favorite. all these years for his role in the HBO series Barry, which... Y- I love that show, yeah, I and I seen it I cannot
0: yet. say enough good things about it. It is so brilliant.
5: Bill Hader got Best Actor in a Comedy Series for Barry. The show was hosted by uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che from Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update, and uh, they did a good job.
4: It is an honor to be here sharing this night with the many, many talented and creative people in Hollywood who haven't been caught yet. That's right. That's <laughs> right. This year, this year, the audience is allowed to drink in their seats. Mm-hmm. Hope you're excited about that. Yeah, because the one thing Hollywood needs right now is people losing their inhibitions at a work function. <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: We just want to say a quick hello to the thousands of you here in the audience tonight, and to the hundreds watching at home. <laughs>
5: They, uh, they did a lot of jokes about the sexual assault environment that we're in.
4: Our network, NBC, has the most nominations of any broadcast network. That's right. Which yeah. Great. Yeah. Which is kind of like being the sexiest person on life support. <laughs> it's it's not great. Still not looking great. Not great. Still not not great good. for you no. guys. No. Netflix, of course, has the most nominations tonight. That's right. That's right. And if you're a network executive, that's the scariest thing you can possibly hear. Except maybe Sir Ronan Farrow is on line one.
5: (laughs) Spotty showers today. Clearing later on. Temperatures near 80. It's 65 at DVE. Well, the marvelous
0: Mrs. Maisel or whatever might have won for best drama. But the Steelers got their own drama going on right now. (laughs) Antonio Brown... Is losing his mind. What is he doing? You know, this is a big surprise from somebody who's always comported himself in such an emotionally mature manner. (laughs) Nobody could have seen this coming. Well, his teammates have reacted to his Twitter demand to be traded. Or not demand, but uh, just a suggestion. How much weight do you put in what Antonio Brown tweeted? Are Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown just going to go play for the Patriots like Josh Uh. Gordon? Steelers have got to pull it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Monday night, they'll take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's week three of the 2018 NFL regular season. And the coverage begins here on your radio home of the Steelers. WDBE at 4 o'clock leading up to that kickoff at 815 PM. That's only right here on the flagship station of the black and gold. 102.5 DVE. Team captain Cam Hayward coming up at 8.45. We'll get his reaction to the latest saga in the Steelers locker room. Sports next with Mike Pursuta on DVE. DVE
4: Sports.
0: Mike Pursuta with your sports here this morning on the DVE Morning Show. And uh, it just gets curiouser and curiouser, curiouser,
3: doesn't it? Maybe the the camel, excuse me, that uh, (laughs) ran amok has made its way from PPG Paterina to the south side.
0: I'm not surprised by any of this. Leading the circus in that direction. Boy, this really uh, escalated quickly, didn't it? And Le'Veon Bell's absence, I think, was sort of the genesis for all of this
3: occurring. Sports this hour brought to you by Blackish on My22. Does Antoine... Antonio Brown really want to be traded? Or was he just responding to what he perceived to be a criticism from a former Steelers staffer on Twitter? That's the worst kind of criticism from a former Steelers staffer, particularly if you play for the Steelers. Sure. Maybe he felt betrayed by Ryan Scarpino.
0: I I think he just thought he still worked there.
3: Maybe he felt, Scarp, I did all that stuff for you every time you asked me. I went here, I went there. Except he didn't.
0: (laughs) And there's no way he went any of those places. And if he did, he showed up six hours late or a
3: day later. Yeah, he might not know who Ryan Scarpino is.
5: I was wondering that. Ryan
3: only worked there for a number of years. I, I think there's a very good chance that Ryan having
0: worked there for eight years, Antonio Brown has no idea who he is.
3: I'm going to go with that. I think that's the most yeah. plausible. It's just he, Antonio Brown thinks he's just some guy out there who doesn't love AB. And God forbid somebody doesn't love AB because AB is all about the love.
0: Something happened to him this year, and it started in the OTAs. It did. When he came out and said that, you know, am I even free? I'm living under a microscope while not recognizing the irony of that statement, given that he puts his entire life on television all the time. Or it's on social media of one form or another, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, what have you.
3: Mom's got to wake
0: up to those Google alerts. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. By the way, you can turn those off. Tough being AB. You don't have to have a Google alert. You can just let stuff occur without you being privy to every time somebody mentions your name. But look, he's like, they're at the point now where they may need to... I don't, I don't know. Is there a team doctor that has
3: a... A gold watch that can just swing it back and forth and hypnotize the guy? Well, and I was trying to address this uh, in my tweet package out off the game Sunday. He's always been quirky, however you want to describe it. He doesn't selfish swim with the rest of the fishes, yeah. you know. Um, but he's always been phenomenal on the field. And they need him to be phenomenal on the field. And we're seeing, you know, the... The cry for whatever it was in OTAs the 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 behavior that has uh, compelled the Steelers to issue apologies on his behalf consecutive months now uh, because of incidents with the media uh, the stranger this gets you start to wonder when is it going to affect his performance on the field which oh by the way uh, the Ro- the Roethlisberger to Brown combination so far this year has not been all that devastating yeah I
5: was wondering what his stats are so far
3: they're not that good. They're not bad, but they're not... uh,
5: Because you haven't seen...
3: AB's the best receiver in the game type of stats. I think that his
0: ego, as enormous as it is, is also completely fragile. And any time that anything negative has been said about him, he's reacted in such a disproportionate way. And... uh, that that uh, um, ESPN article. What was their their offshoot magazine called? The Undefeated. Yes. So that was uh, a little bit of pulling back the curtain
3: on yeah. the, the facade smiling, the that he smiling, has happy, created. The smiling, lovable guy you see everywhere is not necessarily this guy's. At his core.
0: And I think that maybe started to do some uh, some damage that might be irreparable because his first reaction was to physically threaten the author of that piece. Okay, he so he physically threatens that journalist and then he's searching out his name online for people talking smack about him and issues what he knew. He knew what that was going to do yesterday. He knew that that rock he was throwing in the the uh, the water was going to reverberate for a long time. The ripples would keep going. And they did all day, and he figured out how to get himself in the news, which
3: is his favorite thing. He he invariably finds a way, does he not? And uh, he wasn't the only one yesterday. Uh, Bud Dupree tweeting after the game in response to a fan who had wondered where the F-Bud had been during the Kansas City game. They gave up a lot of points. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they saw the game. Uh, Bud Dupree responding on Twitter. Yeah, I happen to see it. Quote, I was at your girl house laid up. What you gone do?
0: Mike is uh, willing to read any of your tweets. If you want to just send them to us, we'll have Mike's interpretation of your tweets. Here's the thing about that guy's girlfriend, okay? (laughs) He shouldn't worry. Because Bud Dupree would run right past the bedroom, (laughs) out the back
3: door. Circle the house. (laughs) He would never never get close to his intended target. Well, then again, maybe his job was to chase the girl to some other player. He couldn't trick her, though. <laughs> Isn't that what he said about... Maybe he wants to, to get her
0: going T.J. Watt's way. P- perhaps. Did you hear what he had to say about Patrick Mahomes? He's like, you know, we just couldn't trick him. We were trying to trick him. I, I think he's smarter than we thought he was. <laughs> like,
1: eh,
0: That's true, bud. He was definitely smarter than you he's, thought he was. He's hard to trick. That
3: Patrick Mahomes, who's played two games. Nah, but he's son of an athlete and all that he is uh, purportedly smarter than the average bear and uh, more adjusted than the average young guy
0: yeah I get that he's good I, I have no doubt he's going to be good and he'll be a force to be reckoned with uh, you know sometimes guys like this make a splash and then uh, everybody gets the tape on him and then not yeah. so much he you know I like like Kaepernick I mean it was that way I think but uh, I don't see this kid's arm yeah I don't think yeah, I don't that, think that applies to Mahomes I don't think that's but going but back away. to AB the thing that really drives me crazy about this Mike is that the person who I think loves this is Le'Veon Bell he loves it because he sees it as a function of his having not reported the camp, having not signed you mean the he's deal. He's not
3: here, and they haven't won a game yet, and they're seemingly crumbling he from is within. so happy, and that drives me crazy. It's not my fault this time. They're still crumbling.
0: Oh, no, he's the cure. If you just pay me, everything would be great. We'd be 2-0. and oh. And maybe he's not wrong. <laughs> well, he's not going to get paid.
3: I know that. The Steelers don't operate like that. or Nor could they if they ch- wanted to at this point. Well, they could give them more on top of the tender. They could, but they can't give them the 30. They're not going to give them 30 million. No, they're not going to do the that. the rest of this year. Mm-mm. That's not happening. So on we go. Uh, Dave DeCastro was speaking with the media yesterday about all this uh, Steelers stuff. Uh, a very interesting take from number 66.
1: It's so a weird dynamic, man, with society and social media these days, and I think about it all the time, and like I said, I stay off, and I just avoid it because, uh, you know, if I want to talk to someone, you know, I'll talk to them, I don't need to talk to someone over, I'll communicate face-to-face to them, I don't need to try and text them. I think it's it's a weird way of communicating, you know, stay in this day and age, and I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's a weird path society's going down.
3: That was uh, off the Post-Gazette website, Pete Diana's video. Mm-hmm. Uh, filming Dave DeCastro talking with some media members yesterday does anybody else feel that way i've always felt this why do we text instead of talk on the phone isn't it easier to talk
0: i called somebody the other I day i hate that people will communicate
3: with me it's always you got to spell everything out and if you're driving you know i can talk on the phone i got the bluetooth in the car i can still keep two hands on the wheel and talk and what people yeah. want to text and why why
0: do we have automatic transmissions? Why don't we use the phonograph?
3: But I mean, is, that, is that an improvement? Or, or is the goal to lessen human contact as much as we can? It's not yes. the goal. It is make... the,
0: it's not the goal. It is the, it is the effect of it. What's though?
5: wrong with
3: conversation?
5: Well, I think if people just have a quick thing to say, it's easier to text. Like, hey, I'll see you, or, or I'm 15 minutes late.
0: I'm insulating myself make... down to I have like three people that I call now. It's really annoying,
5: yeah, I don't talk to many people I know. lots of texting so better that or
0: worse means I have to d- unless
5: it's a big, long involved conversation,
0: yes.
3: Look, we would I'm not, not be against technology or progress or making life better. I just don't think this is doing that.
0: Well, nobody. Has, this is not the first this has been brought up, Mike. This has been something that's been bandied about for a while. But I feel technology like, is isolating all of us. I
3: feel bigoted because DeCastro Castro hates it too. I thought it made <laughs> me strange. No, Mike. No, neither of you are strange.
0: That's out. Ninety percent of people feel that way,
3: and yet everybody sneak deep in this crap,
0: except for the people who grew up with it and, and he don't know on, any
3: other way. He went on to talk about raising kids. What are you going to do, not have them on social media? Then they're going to be considered weirdos to all their friends.
0: Yeah, Gardell has a whole bit about that. Where, you know, you can't send your kid to school with jacks. No. Well, you couldn't do that in my day. The Antonio Brown situation has always been volatile. But there has always been an easy pacifier to stick in his mouth. The ball. Yep.
5: But he ain't getting it as much.
0: No, he ain't. And the and other he's part, crying. And the other part of that is, is that nineteen keeps emerging and gets better, and he sees that, and he feels that, and as much as he probably loves that kid, also feels threatened by him. He, he's, oh, he for sure. He's he's sounding like a cornered guy right now, which is a, a room of his making, because. Nobody on this team is suggesting that Antonio Brown is anything other than the greatest wide receiver to ever play for this team. The most athletic, possibly in the history of the NFL. Ever. Yeah. In the, on this team with Hall of Fame wide receivers. Right. And he still feels the need to act like this. I mean, imagine if he could just pull it together and act like a team
3: leader yeah. for a, just, just for a brief moment. Yeah, I'll take the double coverage. Throw it to ju- Throw it to yeah. Juju. We'll win. Uh, yeah.
5: Do you guys get to go to practice? Yes. What's he like in practice? Is uh, he? I'm
3: not allowed to tell you what I see. At oh, practice.
8: okay.
3: He's I, have, a jerk I have to get about. them to tell me.
5: What you're allowed to?
3: Ab, what do you like? If I see, yeah, oh, man, The, the rule is, is, if you see, you, you can ask people to talk about what you see, and if they talk about it, you okay. can report it. I got but it. But I can't tell you how he acts in practice. We're in a lot of trouble because it's right, not cool. open. Up. But if you go to camp, uh, at training camp, he is the center of attention. He plays to the crowd. The crowd, people love this guy. I'm if aware. You, if you're in the media and you criticize this guy, you get criticized oh, I know. by his legions of fans. Yep. All he has to do at St. Vincent is put his hand up to his ear like the old wrestling move, and the crowd <laughs> cheers, uh-huh. or he wave his hands. He, yeah. People are fixated on this guy, and they respond to his every whim and wish. I blame Ryan Scarpino. I mean, he started all of this. <laughs> if he just kept no. his mouth shut, we'd be fine. I think that's a reflection of how great a player he is. I know. But why is he insecure?
0: By the way, Ryan's a good guy. I like Ryan a lot, and uh, I absolutely love his mom. She's one of the nicest ladies ever. Bloomfield original. Nothing wrong you know. Nothing wrong with being a fan and just uh, expressing your opinion on there. Who knew that the star was going to be searching out his name? Again, he had to search that out because it was not at AB. A- it didn't have the at whatever no. Antonio Brown's handle is? No, he went and found that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Charlie Batch and uh, Team Captain Cam Hayward. Cam was uh, pretty adamant yesterday that uh, they're going to write the rudder here. Billy Gardell, nine a.m. and well, geez, where were we? Got Gene Stertor, Zebra Talk coming up. We're running way late today, Mike. But that's what happens when you're in the midst of a uh, circus of a circus. Your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week, House of a Thousand Beers in New Kent, two dollar Bud Light sixteen ounce aluminum bottles during all Steeler games. House of a Thousand Beers in New Kent. That's your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week.
4: Vision data rates may apply.
0: It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show here, along with Mike Pursuta, right now, uh, and uh, it's time for Zebra Talk, brought to you by Havas Auto and Truck Supply, and uh, our friend, uh, former NFL referee Gene Steratore, joining us right now. Uh, Gene, I'll tell you what the uh, the Steeler game this past weekend i don't know if you saw it great uh great uh uh job by the officials for the most part back judge had a little bit of problems uh yeah, yeah.
7: <laughs> i did have some extra eyes on the game this week guys i can't I, I have to say that yeah i thought the back judge really looked great i really thought he a great <laughs> oh really <guy>. yeah. okay
3: <laughs> thanks assessment tough to every crew depends on that back judge right he's the the hub of the wheel right
7: there's no question; he's the referee without the white hat for sure, Mike. No doubt.
3: All right, let me take you through a couple
0: before we get to uh, the Steelers Browns. Uh, the Clay Matthews hit on Kirk Cousins. Is that yeah. the proper interpretation of the rule? And the NFL did not uh, uh, intend for it uh, to to have you know such wide-reaching ramifications, or was that just a bad call?
7: You know, from from watching the poor report when I saw it live, my my assumption was that it was a body weight foul, that it was that they felt like the majority of his body weight was on the quarterback. And that's why he called it after reading Tony Kareni's pool report. And then what the NFL had said yesterday, their interpretation and feeling was that he lifted him and, and planted him for lack of a better explanation on the play. Um, I I have some question on either one of the interpretations Mm -hmm. of it. I, I, it just doesn't look like a foul to me guys. I mean, that's, that's how I am Yeah, and
0: at some point it has to pass the eye test, right?
7: Yes, yes. And you know what? All of these new rules, especially the ones that are directed at the quarterback over the years, they've all been directed at the quarterback because we want to eliminate that unnecessary injury. So we go into that safety element of it. And look, the full body weight of someone who's literally kind of with some intent, trying to do additional damage by that. Yeah, get it out of the game. Again, that's the feel and the eye test with that. Same with the hits below the knees. These are plays that put guys out for careers maybe or seasons. So that all fits. The toughest part about this, even this body weight or the majority of body weight, or how is the defender going to show me something to show me that he's not trying to do that? This is a tall task to ask in real time, and that's, That's the smell test that we all want to, you know, want it to pass. And, and I think really when you get to some of these guys, the most important thing is you've got to understand the dynamics of how it became what it is. It's a competition committee point of interest that they start talking about in the spring. The next question that should be asked is, can this be officiated consistently? Uh, if there's a question with that, then we have to kind of look at it and maybe pare it down a little bit. Can it be coached? Can it? Can the players adjust to that? Those are the four elements that you've got to look at before you put this, in, 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 you know, into play. And that's a big ask. And but you've got to cover those four elements so that officials can be consistent in a judgment in real time. Players can make the adjustment, you know, in the way they're doing it. Everybody went crazy after the first two weeks with the crown of the helmet, right? I mean, it's. It's something that you're watching the players adjust. The officials are starting to mm-hmm. feel something there that would give them the trigger. This, this quarterback situation, right now, I, I just don't think we have that, that good kind of, uh, you know, it's not in the box where, where we can make that distinction consistently, and that's, that's the toughest part of it So right you're now.
0: saying the
3: growing pains with this adjustment... Is... More the quarterback than the crown of the helmet.
7: Yeah, I think that's where we are right now. If you really look at the first two weeks, the, you know, the bigger calls are the ones that we're all looking at going, What is this guy doing here? You know, it's almost like they think that we just stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, <laughs> woke up Sunday, and we're trying to figure something out, you know? I mean, but no, this is a tough place. No, it's not how it works. my <laughs> honest, it isn't. I mean, contrary to the public and the popular belief, that just isn't how it works. I mean, that.
0: So Cam Newton uh, took a, a pretty vicious hit to the head from DeMonte Casey. He was ejected. No uh, no problem interpreting that one, right?
7: I don't think any problem with it. But but you know what? Again, go back in history. All the years that I repped, I was on the field 15 years. I was in one game that had an ejection. You know, uh, the philosophy in the day that I refereed in the NFL was, you know, we don't eject guys. It's a limited roster. Uh, they just get in their pocket by Wednesday, you know, they were right. refinable things. Uh, we watched the hit with Andrew Lux, uh, week one with Cincinnati. We watched the hit with Cam Newton. Um, these are ejectable offenses and, and notably for the public to understand, they have to be say, they have to say on the field now, I believe this is an ejectable offense. The league then can get involved through their headset and confirm that. Or withdraw it if they don't think. Oh,
0: I didn't happen. realize that you yeah, can't just that's... spot toss them right there.
7: Well, no. You the officials are going to make that decision to that they feel like it's egregious enough that it requires an ejection. Now the league can get involved and will get involved then to agree wow. or disagree with that. Look, that's a that's a big big change in the NFL. We we if you guys look back, there's not been many ejections outside of fights or something that just jumps off the screen. That's a football play, Yeah, you know, and now we're ejecting players for a football play. From an officiating standpoint, I like that. I think it's going to get that out of the game. The hit that Cam Newton took, uh, I, I I. understand it's real time and these guys are doing, you know, physical and moving so fast. That kind of hit's not good for the football game. And I think if officials eject and then the NFL, as they've done the first two weeks, confirms that, uh, maybe we think twice about injecting that extra pain or that extra hit. On somebody that I think is good for the game.
3: There was almost a brawl after that one. Did, did you ever get in a situation where you thought, uh oh, this is going to escalate and there ain't anything we can do about it because there's not Heck enough of yeah, us? And there's way more of them.
7: Yeah, look, there's always times, and they've been a small handful in my years, but you know, for me, it was always when a guy felt like he got hit in his knees or somewhere really, it was just egregious, like, the, like he felt his opponent was really trying to take him out. You know, and, and and listen, I think a lot of what officials do, the great ones, they manage the games a lot more than any of you guys know. And that's that's the art of officiating. We're not just play callers. We're trying to officiate madness out there uh, and keep people somewhat sane in between an amazing amount of intensity and five second intervals. But when players get to that point, you know, that's when I become less of kind of a psychologist and more of a pleader. You know, when a big guy turns and looks and says, look, I don't care how much they find me, but I'm taking him out. Now, you know, for the next 10 minutes, you're almost, you know, kind of begging him in a real nice way to try to get him back together. But, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, that, that's a play like that. though, You saw what happens. And now now you've got a, a real, real task at hand as an official to try to get that back within reasonable intensity. You know, it's a, it's a tough place to be in.
0: Gene Sarator, sponsored by Havis Auto and Truck Supply this morning. We're up against it a little bit here, so we got to go, but look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for your time, Gene.
7: Appreciate it. No sweat, guys. Thanks.
5: And Dave Matthews headed back to Mexico for a third winter. Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds Riviera Maya 2019 is set for February 15th through the 17th. That's President's Day weekend.
0: I love those bands, but I can't vacation with their fans. <laughs> I can't. I can barely get through the concert. Because I'm an old curmudgeon. (laughs) It's this whole thing where, like, in that whole jam band community where people, like, if they see an empty space and it's better than the space they have, there's, like, some sort of recycle mentality. Like, well, let's not waste the seat while somebody's not sitting in it. Let's make proper use of it. And they will sit down next to you if, like, my girlfriend has left before and, like, some dude comes... Starts wooking out next wow. to me. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? He's like, I'm just occupying the space, man. And I'm like, this isn't your seat.
5: Uh, it's not your space to occupy. Occupy something else. <laughs> uh, your some- ass is going
3: to occupy my foot. Randy Bellman and the DVE
0: Morning show. I had that backwards, but you know what I meant.
5: Yeah. Got it.
0: The cajones on these guys. Hey, by the way, uh, doing another ramble at the Rex next Friday night. And it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the Weird Paul Band is opening up. Yes. Yeah, I know. See, I really wanted to have uh, Paul at this one. For those who have not hear- heard Weird Paul, there's two documentaries about uh, Pittsburgh's uh, iconic, enigmatic singer-songwriter, Weird Paul. Here's uh, Paul singing Pot of macaroni. Pot of Macaroni. Yes, that's right.
5: Pot of Macaroni.
0: <laughs> as bill says he just goes around his kitchen and writes songs or he's incredibly hungry uh but at any rate looking forward to this Nagarone. one jim donovan is going to play drums all night
6: nice at the next
0: ramble jen Wirtz uh, his former rusted root bandmate will be performing clinton clegg uh will be there uh we've got molly alphabet chet vincent and uh, andre costello uh kayla skerman is going to be there Addie twig and uh, there's an Aretha Franklin tribute at this one cool. that's going to be pretty badass well, with Sierra Sellers great, and so. Kiki Brown and Lindsey Smith. So some great, great singers at the next Ramble. That's next Friday night, the 28th, and uh, you can get your tickets at Ticketfly.com. What's going on?
5: Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. 11. It's 66 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Well, get ready for the ugly Halloween sweater. The ugly Christmas sweater trend now bleeding into Halloween. Is it just
0: like a jack-o'-lantern on a sweater? It's, or something?
5: it's skeletons and witch okay. hats. It's just big, gaudy. David Pumpkins. Over the top.
0: The David S. Pumpkins yes.
5: thing. Uh, so they're going to be all the rage, allegedly, this year. Online costume shop HalloweenCostumes.com has introduced an entire line of ugly Halloween sweaters, and they think they'll be hotter than the Christmas Ugly Christmas sweater fad. I don't know about that. Well, they say it's because people do want to dress up for Halloween, but they don't want to wear a costume.
0: I got you. So, Chuck, Chuck, do you still dress up? I just
2: wear the mask.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you get a different mask every year? Really? Uh, I try
2: to But then you know People look forward To coming to my house And they want to see My dogs dressed up And you dress your dogs <laughs> up Yeah we dress our dogs up How what many are they- dogs do you have We have four right now
5: What do they dress up as- What did they dress up As last year Or do you have their Costumes for this year already
2: No we don't have them For this year But typically they have Glasses on And something <laughs> around their neck <laughs> pretty cool the kids of course they they love it you turn your we, dog into harry potter yeah we try to bring the big big candy bar so we probably, probably oh be like the, you rock the full size yes we oh, really yeah. try to be the cool People house love your house and
0: you got to do it it's we, a good investment to make if you got a lot of kids in your neighborhood yeah we do keeps you from getting uh, your windows soaped or toilet paper
5: <laughs> we bought a uh dorothy costume from huh? wizard of oz yeah for our dog riley <laughs> It looks so funny.
0: They know. And she
5: looks so pissed.
0: Yes, that's they are pissed cuz they know you're laughing at them. They know what's <laughs> going on. Because you're breaching the one th- uh, you know unspoken agreement. They always think like, look, I know you can dress me up. <laughs> but, but you're not going to do that, right? This the power the power you have over me is great. You feed me, you do all this other stuff, but I provide mm. a lot of love for you. True. Security. The one thing I ask, you don't dress me up like Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even keep that promise we
5: try to whip it out every couple of years and put it on her the and... Dorothy costume yeah that's hilarious yeah. Uh, Kiss is confirmed to perform the season 13 finale of America's Got Talent the 2014 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees are set to open the two hour finale tomorrow night at 8 o'clock and uh, the band will hit the stage prior to the top 10 finalists learning who will be crowned this year's champion
0: Kiss is just going to go on forever with different people and makeup right
5: I think they've even said that. Yeah. That even after Paul and Gene are gone.
0: Yeah, I, that's that's the one thing I'm rooting for with that band right now. Which
5: they'll make a ton of money from it. So what do they care?
0: I know, but it doesn't make them happy. Maybe they Gene will are never happy be in their happy.
5: Own way. I don't, I don't know. know. Dave Grohl set to appear on Sesame Street during the PBS series 50th anniversary season in 2019. So we're celebrating 50 years the same year. Uh, One of the children's TV show Puppeteers broke the news on Instagram showing a photo of Dave Grohl with Big Bird and Elmo. In 2011, Grohl appeared in The Muppets, and in 2015, he challenged Animal to a drum-off.
0: Who do you think says no to their agent less often, Dave Grohl or Snoop Dogg?
5: less often snoop dog
0: snoop dog does
5: because he's doing it, game shows he says yes and to everything. he's got a show with martha stewart <laughs>
0: yeah dave Grohl's really close he's a close second
5: uh roseanne barr is uh, playing spoiler the former sitcom star says she knows how producers are going to kill off her character on the spinoff the Connors. uh she says people who watch the Connors will learn her character died of an opioid overdose Oh, that's relevant. She says she set the storyline in motion last season in an episode that shows her taking too many pain pills. ABC canceled the reboot of Roseanne, which was huge. Well, that happened in May after Barr tweeted a racially insulting post about former Obama administration official Valerie Jarrett. I
0: don't know why they they keep that show going without her. They should just cancel the whole thing. I'll, I'll, I'll I guess be it'll depend if on if it, the ratings. Yeah, I'll be amazed if it continues.
5: Spotty showers today should clear up later this afternoon, though. Temperatures near 80 today. It's 65 at DVE. Charlie
0: Batch is uh, hanging with us in studio right now, and he's, uh, of course, part of the Pittsburgh Steeler Radio Network broadcast right here on your flagship station of the Black and Gold DVE. And uh, let's just start with the Antonio Brown tweet, because I think that that is uh, emblematic of where this team is right now, which is in disarray. Get me out of here. I mean, he's trying to jump ship. Do you think that was anything other than just sort of a, a petulant moment, or does he really want to go somewhere else? Yeah, I don't think he wants to go anywhere
2: else. I think he was responding back to the tweet that was sent to him, and, of course, now everything is kind of spiraled off of that.
0: But so. it wasn't sent to him. Scarpino didn't send him the tweet. He just wrote the tweet, and it didn't even have he at A.B. Tag he didn't right. tag him in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could have searched for it, or somebody else could uh, on his team yeah. could have searched for it and sent it to him. So maybe he felt uh, that he had to reply to that particular message. So, I, I mean, we have yet to hear from him, and unfortunately, A.B. doesn't speak until Friday. So this story will continue to go on.
0: Maybe he'll tweet a few more times. Yeah, it'll go
2: on until Friday. So, you know, I don't know if he makes an exception and want to speak today when everybody else speaks. If not, we'll continue to hear about but that.
0: But what about the effect in the locker room? Like, I know these guys toe the company line here, and they say it doesn't affect us, we're all business, and it doesn't matter, and all we're doing is thinking about football. But at some point, this has to impact the morale. Well, you know the conversations are
2: happening, but at some point you just say, oh, well, you know how somebody is wired, and you know how they're going to go about their particular business. So it's just unfortunate when I mentioned the Friday comment That when A.B. speaks, everybody else has to answer this question today and tomorrow. And Ben will be asked this question because Ben speaks tomorrow. You know, so it's just something that really and really. And he'll probably speak on his radio show today. So, yeah, these are things that continue to happen. It's just unfair to everyone else who has to answer these questions. It's
0: driving me crazy i also think that uh it makes levy bell happy and uh, i don't want that to be the case because he's pissing me off right now because i think that's part of uh why they're starting out oh one and one right now but let's get to what happened there on sunday the defense was abysmal i understand mahomes is good they've got a lot of weapons but charlie it doesn't matter how good travis kelsey is if he's wide effing open
2: right it was something where, you know, and I, I knew they, you know, knowing going into it with uh, Patrick Mahone's second game starting or third game playing. And I think this is something that you say, we can confuse him. But they were confusing themselves on defense. Yeah. They weren't lined up. And anytime you are busting coverages, leaving people wide open, yeah, it gets confusing. And you knew they were going to get Travis Kelsey involved in the offense. Last week, he had one catch, six yards. So they were looking to get him going. And the one thing that kind of bothered me is the. Key per you know the key person on the defensive side of the ball, Vince Williams. Here's a guy who knows that defense. He understands, and now he's trying to line everyone else up. And then when you're lining everyone else up, you're kind of hesitant on your job and on that one particular touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. He didn't get deep enough on that, and it just bothers me because he's people have to do. Of everyone else's job
0: So you see Vince Williams uh, Performance suffering because he's trying to Tutor everyone in real time Yeah it is you know you're trying to line up the defensive Line you're
2: making sure everybody else is lined Up you're making sure that everyone gets the Checks and this is an issue at home Because you're not able to communicate because the crowd Noise is behind you so you're looking to use Hand signals you don't you typically Don't get that on the road because you're able to Verbally communicate so this is tough And, and how do you balance that I don't know But it's something that Either you simplify things, or if you feel like you can now go ahead and be more complex on that defensive side of the ball, everybody has to be on the same accord. And I don't care what you do. Just as long as everybody is playing the
0: same defense, that's what has to happen. So last year, defense finishes, I think, fifth overall. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of Steeler fans think of it that way. I think they think they were in the bottom fifth. uh, And they have certainly started out less than stellar so far. To me, this is a, a function of a a really awful talent evaluation process for them defensively. We always made fun of what the Browns did in the draft and how they could never build a team even though they had high draft picks. Steelers haven't been able to draft anybody of consequence defensively in a long time. TJ Watt would probably be the one you'd point to. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Terrell Edmonds does look like he's going to be good. Looks like he might be the real deal, but the jury's out. Artie Burns? Bud Dupree? Yeah. I mean, if they're not up to speed yet, when are they going to be? How much better is this defense able to be? Because I don't know that they're going to be much better at any point.
2: And you have a bunch of first rounders on that side of the ball. People are looking for production. And when you enter your third, fourth, and now, you know, in some cases, fifth seasons for some of these guys, you want to see where that breakout season is going to happen and unfortunately it's not happening and I know Bud Dupree is getting a lot of heat because of things that he said after the game but of course they want to see where he's at he has a fifth year option they're looking to pick up but when you only have 15 and a half sacks on your to your credit and then you should look at somebody else like TJ Watt who's only in two games into his second season and has 10 sacks on his career yeah. you're like okay wait where, 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 where are we going with these type of things Artie Burns getting beat deep. You cannot do that in the cornerback position because it costs you a touchdown. So oh. these are things that people are going to want to see. And for me, even last year watching this defense, there were a lot of blitzes. They were able to time them up, get to the quarterback. Right now, they're not even timing their blitzes up. They're not even disguising coverage on the back side. There were times that Terrell Edmonds was lining up directly behind the slot defender. And then here's like, well, here come Mike Hilton on the blitz. And Patrick Mahone is sitting right there, understanding. He checks his protections, and he beats the defense. So it's just something that you have to get from a disguise standpoint. But if you're not going to do it, pass rush, compliments to the secondary. And right now, they're not in sync.
0: So it was hard to evaluate their uh, ability when they didn't even get set right in the first place. They're they in the wrong place. In the Tough wrong to place. to know how good they can cover. You
2: can see, I mean, even coming out of halftime. And here's the one thing that bothered me. You're, you're coming out of halftime. You send the blitz. Okay, Patrick Mahomes beats that. You come back with the same blitz on the other side, and T.J. Watt is covering their second fastest receiver on the field. Luckily, he didn't complete the pass. And all of a sudden, T.J. Watt is just kind of turning around. Whoa, this isn't my guy. I can't cover this guy. And then they go down and score on that drive coming out of the half. That's just something that you look at halftime adjustment and say, Hey, you have to get better in this particular
0: situation. All right, more with Charlie Batch when we return. Mike Pursuta joins us next. D.V dve sports charlie batch is with us in studio we've got cam hayward coming up at eight forty-five. mike pursu now with a uh, an update for you and uh, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks to start the season for the steelers
3: certainly not what they envisioned. sports this hour brought to you by bobbyrayhall.com the latest uh, controversial event occurred yesterday a couple of them actually antonio brown responding to a tweet that suggested it was Ben Roethlisberger who, quote, got A.B. paid and that uh, Brown would not put up the numbers uh, he posts with the Steelers where he's playing for another team. Brown's response was, quote, trade me, let's find out. But that was on Twitter, and that's a little cryptic, right? Is he he demanding a trade? Is he just trying to uh, shut down what he perceived to be a critical tweet? The message was, was unclear, so... Antonio Brown, realizing this, took to an old-school telephone to make sure that his message was heard.
1: Now
6: hey, wait a minute. Ted, what's this on? Sort of Trade me right
3: now. I
0: can't
1: believe Dream it. me right now. <laughs> you push the now
0: hang
6: up. Came
3: down. You know that I Can't believe it took you that long to get to that quote. Yeah, I <laughs> was a little slow on the uptake today. I
0: had to the uh, slap shot earlier, well, you I know, You know, got,
3: you got the iPhone. You can't slam that down. No, you it's know, tough you, to you slam an you iPhone. You don't get that dramatic. Though I wonder how many phones AB goes
0: through in a year. I don't know. What do you think the over-under is on that, 10?
3: Uh, that's probably a pretty good number. God, I'd love to know the answer to that. It's got to have a couple three going on at one time, oh, right? For sure. And then there's got to be some attrition. He he probably It <laughs> took him probably two years to figure out that when it
0: ran out of battery that you could just charge it.
6: <laughs>
0: Let's go buy he just kept one. buying another one he's like this one's uh, out of, out of juice doesn't work? It's are not you talking to, now you, are you talking a
2: new phone completely or a change of number no no yeah, new that, phone okay, completely because
0: okay. he left it in a helicopter
3: or whatever <laughs> <laughs> well and he's got to keep up with the technology i would assume right I mean, aren't, aren't these things yeah. being updated all the time the cameras get better and you can do more stuff
0: yeah i left my iphone 9 in a blimp
3: <laughs> I had to, to get a new one Somebody should come to camp in a blimp next year It'll be him Le'Veon if can he, do it if he resigns Because then he'd miss half a camp And it would be less wear and tear Sure Because the blimp is slow Very slow, Mike Takes a long time he, to get to he camp He wouldn't get there until it's almost done He's got to turn the blimp around And then he'd get back here by week 8 That's it no. oh, look, all I, right, Eric- I think we got this figured out And he could maybe commentate from the blimp While he's up there Antonio Brown might have done the defense a great
0: favor here because nobody's really talking about how bad they are for the last 24 uh, hours anyways.
3: Oh, they're still talking about that.
0: Boy, they're bad. You know, just talking with Charlie, how much better can they get? I mean, obviously, they can be better than what they were on Sunday by virtue of just missed assignments all over the place. I mean, if they're lined up in the right place, they got a better chance of making a
3: play. But I'm not sure that there's a a ton of playmakers on that defense. Well, I think they have more than you think, and I think – this is the theory I've had the last I think we're talking th- to one of
0: them coming up in about nine minutes, yeah. but outside of him, TJ, uh, you know,
3: I who think, else? I think the theory since Shazier went out was that you have to compensate for yards allowed with splash plays yes. that stop a drive. Get a get a sack at the right time. Get a pick at the right time. You do, but when you look at it and you don't have that
2: consistent pressure and your only sack comes from Big Dan McCullers, the, a guy who only Why played nine play? snaps Why last year – you know, if he, if he if he doesn't make that sack, it's a probably a touchdown. You have Tyreek Hill behind Sean Davis on that particular play. So kudos to all six eight of Big Damn McCullers in on that particular play. Yeah. How bad has Hargrave fallen that McCullers is getting this much PT? Well, I think they they're trying to ignite that fire under Big Dan and I think that's why I called, called, uh Dunbar, new defensive line coach, was brought in here to try to now bring that out of him and I think they, they've they done a good job because he, I think he had a solid preseason. So
0: it's like the blind side. They see a big dude and they go he should be good at this. Let's light a fire under his butt even though he's not naturally good at it. His frame is such that it, he could be dominating. You Let's make it
2: happen. You just don't walk into a room and see a 6'8", 350 pound guy like, wow, we have to figure. We have to figure out a way to get him going. They need to get yeah. Sandra Bullock's.
3: And yet, on first and ten with a minute fifty nine to go, the Chiefs double teamed him and pushed him off the ball, and they got nine yards on that first down run. That was it. There
2: was your ball Vince game. Williams. him back into Vince After Williams. It. And even though that happened at the end of the game, for me, the key play in the game happened at the three minute mark in the third quarter. They went right. It was run under the three minute mark. It was third and three. Ben misfired on uh, with uh, Switzer. Switzer on that particular play. They were hot. Ben read it, but he was looking for Switzer to do one thing. Switzer did another. They weren't able to connect. They punted the football. At that point in the ball game. the score was 35-28. Kansas City gets the ball. They go down and scores forty-two twenty-eight. 42-28. They
3: didn't match serve. Yeah, that they was did. it. They didn't keep up. That was it. Uh, and that's what Ben was a lot better against the Chiefs than he was against the Browns, but he did acknowledge after the Kansas City game that his deep ball still needs work.
1: Yeah, I I missed a couple. Um, I talked to Randy pregame. I thought my ball was moving a little bit right, and I had to do a a much better job of keeping the ball in play um, down the right sideline.
0: And with the deep balls.
1: Let's say he hits one or two
3: more of those to number 84. Does that settle everything back down?
2: I, th- I think so. And he missed the first play of the game to James Washington. Yeah. That was a big play. Single down the sideline. Single down the sideline. A.B. was able to ad-lib. Has been stepped up in the pocket. He wasn't able to complete that particular pass. you know. And then, of course, he misses on the touchdown pass in the post. So, yeah, it changes the whole perspective of this game if he's able to yeah. connect.
3: And back to the defense, I think part of the dynamic that was playing out against the Chiefs was I think they were afraid of Patrick Mahomes' escapability mm-hmm. and mobility because they were not – Happy with the job they did on Tyrod Taylor, containing him, and let's see what they do against Ryan Fitzpatrick in terms of the pass rush because he's not a mobile guy.
2: He's not a mobile guy, but he is on fire right now. Yeah, this is a guy over 400 yard back to back weeks. He has eight touchdowns, only one interception. He's still
3: Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's still ran right?
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick, but the Buccaneers are two and zero.
3: They are. I, that's that's the I, difference. I'm going to reserve early season judgment till after that game.
2: And then the big question out of Tampa: Do you bring Jameis Winston back if they go two and one or three and zero? Oh?
0: Monday Night Football, you'll hear all of the action starting at four o'clock on Monday for that eight fifteen kickoff right here on your radio home of the Steelers DVE. Charlie Batch, a part of that uh, post game along with Stan Saver. Charlie, what's the Batch Foundation up to? Oh man, as
2: the school gets back into uh, in order, I think right now we are um, you know we're focusing on our after school programs and our grub time program. We feed the kids after school and of course grub been, time grub time that's I what like we that. call it and then now you know a lot of kids are um, as they do their homework math is the big um subject right now and of course they are asking me to help with homework and I'm like wow, I'm struggling Rationale numbers <laughs> Rationale numbers and I'm like hmm when's the last when's the last time I did that right. I'm struggling a little bit so yeah. I'm looking at our tutor saying please help me you know, yeah. as well as the kids so help it's, me help you right? <laughs> so we're excited about it so we have a lot of great volunteers that that uh, help uh, make everything happen over at the Best of the Batch Foundation. So anybody who wants to follow what we do throughout a calendar year, you can go to
0: batchfoundation.org. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate you. Thank you. When we come back, Team Captain Cam Hayward, and we'll have to ask him about the elephant in the room that wants to get traded. Will they trade the elephant, Mike? And will he bring his trunk? Billy Gardell, 9 a.m. TV. Message and data rates may apply. It is the DVE Morning Show. The Pittsburgh Fantasy Football Challenge is back at dve.com. The grand prize for week three is a pair of tickets to the Steelers-Falcons game on October 7th. Head to dve.com for rules and registration. Submit a lineup by 1255 Sunday the 23rd, and you're good to go. The Pittsburgh Fantasy Football Challenge is back right now at dve.com. I want to remind you that this Thursday and Friday, we're going back to Children's Hospital. We'll be broadcasting live from Children's Hospital in Lawrenceville for the 11th annual DVE Rocks for Children's Radiothon. How about that?
5: I can't believe it's been that many years.
0: 11.
5: And it's grown so much.
0: Remember the first year when we were yes. in the cafeteria in the old mm-hmm. hospital yep. in Oakland? And we're
3: all like, what the hell are we doing
1: here? Yeah, <laughs>
3: it was totally out of our element. Now we look forward to this all year. Very much so. Uh if you haven't
0: become a rock star yet, and you'd like to be, and you don't want to wait till the festivities to get going, you can already jump on board at givetochildrens.org. And uh, remember to tune in and hear inspiring stories on DV all day, Thursday and Friday. We'll start at 6 a.m. and go all the way through the ride home with Sean McDowell, Radiothon this weekend. Joining us right now, team captain of your Pittsburgh Steelers, sponsored by Don's Appliances. It's Cam Hayward. Morning, Cam. How are you, man?
8: I'm good. How are you?
0: All right, all right, all right. Uh so, uh you know, crazy couple of days for you guys. And with AB's tweet and the thing he said back to uh, Ryan Scarpino uh about, you know, trade me and find out. Do you have do you think there's any desire uh, on his part to be traded for real or was that just uh, him being AB? I
8: think it was just frustration. Um, you know, everything's bad, you know, the the whole world is falling the sky's falling when uh You lose, and I think there was a little bit of exaggeration uh, through the tweet, but, uh, you know, we want A.B. here. uh, We want to win with A.B., and we just got to start winning. You know,
0: he seems to be a guy that's, like, above reproach, like – I'm not sure who could go tell AB he needs to pull it together if he's uh, acting up or something like that. You always struck me as being one of the leading voices in the locker room. Would you be ever like that voice to somebody like AB or is he at the status that uh he's his own man and he's going to do what he's going to do?
8: He's always his own man. Um but you know that doesn't mean you can't talk to anybody or uh you know be there for them um you know, sometimes you just need someone to listen. Um, you know, and that's what being a leader is—not always telling someone what to do, but listening um, and voicing frustrations, opinions, uh, and then coming to a common ground where we can go forward and move on. Um, you know, just because we were lost this week doesn't mean it's going to be indicative of next week or the weeks after. Mm-hmm. So um, that—that's what we have to. You know, talk to him about. Um, we'll talk to him in house. Uh, it might be me, it might be Ben, um, it could be Coach Tomlin, um, but you know, it'll be a plethora of guys that he can talk to, uh, just to let him know that home is here uh, and we want to win here.
0: So this past Sunday, it's, the defense had a real tough time. I mean, that was the most uh, touchdown passes let up since the Chuck Knoll era. Right. How far away? are you guys from being where you want to be? Because a lot of times, you know, we'll learn like, hey, that was only, you know, but for one move here, one step here. It really wasn't that far away from clicking the way we wanted it to, even though the result looked bad. Was that the case, or uh, was there a lot of miscommunication on Sunday that led to what happened?
8: Um, You know, one mistake by one person can lead to the whole group looking bad. Uh, you know, we always have a motto that says, um... If half are wrong and half are right, we're all wrong, but if all are wrong, then we're all right, and that means you know if everybody's playing the same call, um we're right, you know we're good, mm-hmm. you know, but if everybody's not playing the same call, we put ourselves at risk um you know uh to be off key and be to have mis- miscommunication you know we could have the wrong play call in. But if everybody executes their 111th right, you know, then we're still on the same page, right? Um, You know, and when we don't do that, it 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 makes for these big plays that cost us dearly, and we have to we have to get past that. Um, You know, definitely we're going to stress it even more this week, Uh, and whatever happens, I mean, whatever whoever's in has to be responsible for it. You know, losing Joe uh, for a game. you know, you never want to do that, um, but other guys have to step up. You know, Joe is not just a cornerback; he's you know defensive leader of the secondary, um, and that he communicates so well with so many different guys. Whether it's small communication, um, other guys have to step up in that role, and you know, and make sure everybody's in the right gap or a right assignment.
3: Well, that didn't appear to be a problem in Cleveland. It was Hayden's absence against Kansas City the the main reason why that took place?
8: No, I'm not I'm not just blaming on that, but I'm just saying, um, you know, it, it it's it's gotta be uh um just ready for every moment. You know, guys have to be ready for guys to go down. Um, with roles expanded when Joe goes down. Um you just have to be, you know, cognizant of that and even communicate more. You know, I, I think as a younger guy, my main thing was I am gonna ask a lot of questions. I'm gonna make sure I'm 100 percent right. Uh that way I can't I can't screw over the defense. Um, you know, and that's that's just uh you know, when you get comfortable and you know, talking a lot, uh it puts it puts defense at ease.
0: Cam, you use social media a lot. You never seem to get yourself in any predicament at all. Uh you know, Bud Dupree had a little incident this weekend with a fan <laughs> and AB's situation with the Scarpino tweet. Is there an active conversation with you guys about social media interaction, or is there just a one-off at the beginning of the year? Because it seems to me that it is more problematic for some guys than others.
8: Yeah, um, you know, I hate they bring it up, but at Ohio State we took a social media course, uh, you know, and just talked about how you know it's it's always good to you use your social media, but like use it use it the proper way. Um, you know, use it as a guide to, you know, build your brand, um, you know, and be a good citizen. Um, I, I know we've made some bonehead mistakes. I'm not covering those up. Um, you know, if, if, it has, if it hadn't been this week, it's happened in the past. Um, and, you know, we just have to be cognizant of that. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about a little bit about it and just said that, you know, you can't control what someone else says to you. Um, you know, not everybody's a Steelers fan, whether you like it or not. And, uh, you know, we can sit up here and say that everybody in the stands is a Steelers fan, but there's so many more people watching and, you know, and we have to be, we have to be bigger than that, you know, and, you know, but, but related to it, but, 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 so you know, dumb about even tweeting that because he knew one once the guy got in his hands, he was going to run with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was, was kind of funny. funny though. Wasn't it? <laughs> it, it, it was. I loved it, you know, because most fans don't like the the quick banter back to him. But uh, you know, uh, we just have to be smart about doing it because you know, you know, tw- Twitter fingers are way too fast and way too out there.
3: What. Do you wanna see change the most in uh Tampa defensively?
8: Uh I want our tackling to be picked up. Um, you know, and I, I just want uh you know, too many times last week we were wide open. Um, you know, if if they're gonna make catches, they gotta be combat catches. I understand everybody has NFL players. Um but I think I read a quote, uh, Travis Kelsey said he was too wide open, um, you know, on these passes and you know, I don't. I don't ever want a receiver or a tight end to ever feel comfortable like that. Um, you know, we got to muck up more games and uh, get the ball back to our offense.
0: Cam Hayward, Pittsburgh Steelers, sponsored by Don's Appliance. This morning on DVE, go get him Monday night, man. And if you know that dude, careful with that beard. You know that that, that Fitzpatrick beard. That just you don't want to get that in your hands and stuff. You know.
8: No, I plan on pulling out a couple whiskers if I get the chance. There you go. <laughs> yeah, can you tackle by the beard? yes you can
0: you can drag him (laughs) down by the beard really
8: (laughs) well you remember i think uh years back i think troy was running around and someone pulled him by his hair and they didn't call anything because you know it's, it's at the player's discretion to have long hair or a beard so might take advantage of that i mean you're
0: not putting your weight on the guy if you drag him down by the beard
8: Very true. Uh, You know, every time you have a hit now, you're looking around to make sure you don't get a freaking uh, flag called.
0: We talked to Gene Steratore about that earlier. What did you think of the Clay Matthews penalty? I didn't see it. Dude, I mean, he just tackled (laughs) Cousins. You would not have liked it. No, he just tackled him, and it cost him the game. Oh, wow. It was incredible. Because they said he followed through with his body weight, which... I don't know what you're supposed to do. I think what's going to end up happening is a defensive player is going to injure himself trying to come off of a tackle, and he's going to land on his arm funny or something like that, trying to you know throw his hands up in the air like no foul as he's coming down.
8: Yeah, or uh, you know, you get these quarterbacks, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to put their full weight, and you know, you get a quarterback like Ben, he's just going to shrug him off, right? And it's going to cost him for a big play. Yeah, you know, you look at the penalties now. um, You know, I think down, I think it was the Saints Minnesota game last year um, where they scored on the last play. If the guy's able to hit him like we used to, you know, that 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 play doesn't happen. But you know, we're so cognizant of the rules and trying to make sure that we don't do this or that Mm -hmm. that uh, we're being more friendly to the offense.
3: I think that's what they want, Cam. Yeah, surprise, surprise. All right, well, don't be so
0: friendly to the offense this Monday night. Oh, I won't. Mm -hmm. Cam Hayward. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you Uh, later. On the way, Billy Gardell joining us live from Los Angeles, California, right here on the DVE Morning Show.
5: It's 68 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Well, we talked last week about Stormy Daniels. She is writing a book. It's a tell-all about her affair with Donald Trump. And in it, she describes the president's penis. Oh, boy. The Guardian got a copy of the book titled Full Disclosure. Now, she says once he started women, uh, winning primaries, she started worrying about her safety based on the affair and that she had been threatened in the past. Or she Because originally
0: she thought, well, there's no way this guy's going to become president.
5: Right. And she talked in the past about being threatened when she was with her daughter outside of a gym. Uh, well, in the book, she talks about being angry with herself for letting the... Uh, sexual encounter happen. She said she answered his calls for about a year after their uh, affair because he said he would get her on The the Apprentice and cheat so she could keep winning and stay on the show. She said that was all his idea. In the book, she describes his penis as smaller than average, but not freakishly small. Oh,
0: well, not freakishly small, I think, is what everyone's really shooting for. Huh, yes,
5: Val? and she used the word toadstool <laughs> in her book. <laughs> so,
0: oh, yeah, she invokes Mario Brothers in this, too. Yes. Like, here's some funny imagery.
5: She also said it might be the least impressive sex she ever had, but he did not... Clearly agree with that because he apparently was very excited after their encounter.
0: The best part of this is that you know his handlers all morning long have been ripping the phone away from him so he wouldn't tweet about <laughs> w- what his penis really looks like and how good the sex really was.
5: Yeah. He, you know, he's yeah. just, he's dying to tweet <laughs> out,
0: no mushroom, no mushroom, you're the mushroom.
5: And isn't that the worst insult you could give a guy? Yeah. Like the sex, eh, not so great.
0: Toadstool, eh, not so good. He, no, uh, there will be no business done today.
5: I would not think in so. In the
0: White House. There, there will be no politicking <laughs> done. It will be him just fuming about her talking about his penis. Good times.
5: Uh, good times. I don't want to know about any president's penis.
0: Everything is like, everything in the news is about sex. Yep. Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. sex, sexual assault. President, sex with a porn star, mushroom penis.
5: And she talked about how she didn't, uh, this article said she didn't want her husband to know about the affair. She's a porn star. She had (laughs) sex with probably hundreds and hundreds of men. Uh, Why would this matter?
0: I don't know. You know, she got home and he's like, honey, did you sit on a bag of Cheetos? (laughs) what what's going on down here
5: <laughs> so did you pack uh, some circus
0: peanuts in your luggage <laughs> what happened
5: that book i believe comes out in november
0: i uh, why would you read that
5: oh, what would oh, you
0: possibly glean from reading stormy daniels book
5: yeah i can't believe there's going to be much in it we already haven't heard exactly uh wallet hub released its 2018 most fun cities in America report. They compared more than 180 cities in the country, looking at a variety of factors like fitness clubs per capita. That's not fun. Yeah, that's real fun. Uh, Movie costs, average open hours of breweries, number of festivals, number of restaurants, things like that. Uh, Based on their review, Wallet Hub ranked Las Vegas as top of the list, which is probably not a surprise. Now, if that's followed by Orlando, Florida, also probably not a surprise. Then it's New York, Atlanta, Georgia, Miami. At the bottom of the pack, Pearl City, Hawaii. Pittsburgh ranking 25th out of 182 cities. Where's New Orleans? Um, let me find it. New Orleans is the most fun place on the planet. I, mean, I, I didn't look specifically. Sure, the for, crime
0: rate is high.
5: <laughs> just for New Orleans. <laughs> There's a lot of
0: pollution and it's super humid.
5: Uh yeah, I just looked for Pittsburgh specifically, but uh Amazon is going big on Alexa. CNBC reports Amazon will release at least 8 new voice-controlled hardware devices before the end of this year. They include a microwave oven, an amplifier, a receiver, a subwoofer, and an in-car gadget. Some will have Alexa built in and they'll all easily connect to the voice assistant. Amazon is expected to show off some of those new devices at an event later this month. This
0: Amazon thing, I'm Tanya, be careful what you wish for. This Alexa. It's ruining your life.
5: Yeah, I I don't have any. The closest thing I have is on my phone. It's the Google. I say, "Okay Google, tell me where the nearest Target is." Yeah, but that's that's not yeah, I
0: mean, I guess your that's phone not... is listening to you. There are some apps that that are listening to you and there's got to be a way to turn them off but like to actively have this thing in your house that's listening to everything you say and then sending you products
5: yeah that accidentally orders you 15 barbies or something
0: we're talking about barbies
5: i don't know that's just that one kid ordered oh that's right like 300 dollars worth of food yeah. yeah
0: billy gardell is on the line right now good morning bill how are you
9: good morning family how are you good morning, do you billy. have one of those Alexas? Uh, i all i uh, do i have an alexa yes
0: Bell, I yes. think spying on you, Bell. It's spying on you.
9: What's it gonna hear? Can I have some more salami? Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, then it'll order you twenty different kinds of salami. <laughs>
9: yeah.
5: To be delivered the, the, to your house.
9: Yeah, it's, it's it's it doesn't matter. They're recording everything. They're watching everything. It does. You can't do nothing.
5: You just giving more. up? Just
0: rolling? on just. Yeah, just steering done. into the skid.
9: I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I, I don't believe I you can't stop the technology and I'm tired of talking to ignorant, angry people. So I've just given up. Whatever.
0: So talk to um, Alexa.
9: Yeah, I talk to Alexa and so you know, what freaks me out about her sometimes? She'll just wake up randomly and she'll go, I don't know. <laughs> or she'll go, I don't think I can do that. Or what was that you said?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's
9: a little creepy. Some, that's a little creepy, creepy.
0: Some ghost whispering stuff right, to her. Yeah,
9: <laughs> yeah. Patty told me yesterday that she was she's been dreaming and being woken up by doorbells or knocking. So hmm. she, I go, how long has that happened? She goes, I don't know. It's like the third time it's happened. I've, I've just been woken up by a, a knocking sound, and yesterday it was a doorbell. And so she goes, so I went downstairs, and, and I I opened the door at, like, 6 a.m. yesterday to check and see if it was a doorbell, like, it was that real. And I go, well, don't do that. You're letting a demon in the house. I'm yeah. <laughs> with you. Don't answer the door.
0: I thought you were going to say it was Alexa messing with her and in the middle of the night <laughs> playing those sound effects.
9: No, but maybe the maybe the ghost got in here, talked to Alexa, and then maybe that's what's going on. I don't know.
0: Like, could you say, Alexa, play a doorbell sound effect at 3.35 (laughs) a.m.?
9: Yeah. Um, No, Randy, but you've actually put a really funny idea in my head now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
0: Alexa, fart 35 straight times at 4.40 (laughs) (laughs) a.m.
5: Well, lots of people regret getting tattoos. A new survey found about half the people with tattoos do regret them. They say they have one or more they don't like the top four types of tattoos people are most likely to regret are someone's name an asian character a tribal pattern and a star constellation survey also found about one in three have considered getting a tattoo removed but just haven't done it yet one in four have already gone ahead and had one removed
0: i missed the tattoo craze i was too far along i, I would you know i no, could I, I couldn't jump in in my late 20s i would have looked stupid
9: I caught one I caught a I, I got a tattoo way before the craze, back when I was about seventeen or eighteen I think. And then I got one for my tenth wedding anniversary and then one for my fifteenth wedding anniversary. And each one means a little something. I told Will, you gotta have common sense about whatever you do in this life. So, unless you're gonna be Jackson Pollock or you know, uh or some kind of Performer, where that's okay in the world, you, you got to put them where they're smart. That's number one. You know, put them on your legs or, or your arms. You know, you, you're not going to work at a at an office job with a spider on your neck. That's just common sense. It's not against the tattooing.
0: I that's that just that's, that's not the case anymore, man. I'm telling you, there's people you in banks no with tattoos. No, yeah, so if we, so
9: I know. If we stop by, if we stop by the top level guys at Chase. Somebody's got, like, a whirlwind or some hot air balloons on the side of their face?
0: <laughs> they might, dude. Hot air balloons. Might have no, one, I of those, don't think so. one of those eagle things across their chest. <laughs>
9: <laughs> My other thing is, like, you know, if you're going to get it, let it really mean something. And it's like anything else. You know, do one and wait for a few years. Don't just start rattling them off, you know. And then as far as the tribal tattoo goes, I see why people regret that because, you know, no. i. That the, the, the tribal tattoo, I kind of that I liked at least to look at. The the barbed wire one was the one that I couldn't like. Just because you lifted weights, you had a barbed wire <laughs> one on your arm. Like, you know what, man? You work at Kinkos. You don't need a you don't need a barbed wire yeah. on your bicep. You just don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Instead of a teardrop tattoo, they have a white-out tattoo right under their eye.
9: <laughs> Ninety-two. But it's a big decision, that's all I'm saying is You really have to, you have to think Think it through
5: 92% of Americans say Penny pinching is sexy
9: Well, nowadays, sure Beef. Because everybody's in debt One of the things we don't talk about in this country And I, and I really believe this And, and I, I, I I lived like this before I got Successful, I still live like this In a lot of different ways The generation before us My dad, your dad's our moms, our grandparents, they did not believe in instant gratification. They knew. They knew better. Now, while wages have not gone up, and they should, yet profits have, but wages haven't. And that's math, everybody, before you tweet me. That's math. Math doesn't lie. Okay, but number two is, we, uh, we put ourselves in debt, man. These these corporations trick us into thinking we need something now, this minute, doesn't matter. Alexa. Gotta get it now, gotta get it now, gotta get it now. Alexa, yeah, exactly. And I didn't want to say nothing. Alexa's gonna release some but sarin gas
0: and knock you out for spreading this propaganda. You better be careful.
9: But it's the truth, man. That's the thing. Like, if there was a credit card in our home. It didn't come out of the drawer unless it was Christmas, and then they were gonna pay that back by the end of February. There was a plan and a budget, and it didn't come out of the drawer unless somebody was really hurt and we had to go to the emergency room. That was the credit card plan in my not, house. When not I was me. A kid,
0: I got one know? as soon as I went to Penn State and I was like, this is awesome and I filled it up with McClanahan subs and beers at the G Man <laughs> and the cafe and I totally maxed it out on garbage and then couldn't pay it. So I got another one. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and I bought a guitar with that, and then picked up some gigs to pay off the other one. So it was kind
9: of, you know, in a way, it was. it was
0: smart, Bill.
9: That's it.
5: Uh, Finally, fire up the grill today, or hop on over to your favorite burger joint. It's National Cheeseburger Day. I only tell you.
9: National Cheeseburger Day. I Uh, only
5: give you these when they're fun or exciting, and this is both. what, uh, What
9: What's your go to cheese? My go-to cheeseburger out here is a place called Fat
4: Burger. No, but like I mean a, cheese. The, what kind what of, type cheese? of cheese? All
9: right, take it easy. I was breaking it down. Um, I'm a big fan of just I like regular American cheese That's on a hamburger. The
5: top pick, it's
9: my favorite flavor. That's it's just I. You can get into all that provolone and Swiss and pecorino romano, Swiss and mushroom and, burger. And, with a piece of hair in the middle of it. No, I just, <laughs> can we just it's put a craft single on there and be done with it?
0: Craft singles work the best, don't they? Yep. Because sometimes, even if you get the plastic on there, it melts away. It melts right over it. melts
9: the right over it. it wraps it like a blanket in the winter.
0: I will say this the Swiss mushroom burgers, that's a different thing. You got to go with like a Worcestershire. You're going for a steaky taste there, okay? Yeah. That's like yeah. a different experience. But the one I will do occasionally when I eat at Tassaro's which is like, you know,
5: one of the best places in town.
0: Yeah, forever. Uh, they have a blue cheeseburger there that there's just something about their burger with but blue that's
9: cheese. Sp- you're going out there for a specific thing. When you're in a mood for a blue cheeseburger or a Swiss and mushroom, and Swiss and mushroom has been around long enough now that we can, we can put that on the list. You're going out for that. You're right, it's like getting a Hawaiian directly. pizza. Yeah, you're looking for that directly, right? But but to me, I got to go craft singles.
5: Yeah, so American cheese number one, that's followed by cheddar, Swiss, pepper jack, and provolone.
0: Yeah, provolone, I don't, I don't get, but I don't
9: do provolone. I get all the other ones. I I I go strictly provolone on hoagies. I don't know if I could do a provolone on a burger.
0: Billy Gardell with us in Los Angeles, California. Steeler fans still reeling from the loss this Sunday. Oh,
9: my God.
0: That says it all. Antonio Brown on social media yesterday. Intimating that he'd like to be traded. Why don't you trade me and find out how good I am?
9: Well, now, hold on. Wasn't he just replying to that that whoever that Ryan. guy? Yeah, who, who is that? Ryan who Scarpino? That?
0: Speaking of Tesaros, yeah. uh his mom, Deb, worked at uh, uh, Tesaros forever. Ryan was a longtime PR guy for the Steelers.
9: Okay, but didn't he take a shot at Brown?
0: He just said that A.B. owes his career to Ben. He should thank his lucky stars and not be flipping out on the sidelines because without uh, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, A.B. wouldn't be uh, racking up the stats that he has. Now, there's some truth to what Ryan said. There's probably a handful of quarterbacks that would have been good for A.B., but uh, basically what he's saying is, you know, you should appreciate how good you got it here, and not be yeah, flipping words, out. You
9: could be, you could be a, a, in a Cleveland. Yeah, and nobody to throw to. You. Okay, I didn't, I didn't get all that. Yeah, um, I, I think I think tensions are high right now because we can't get it together. And to me, I'm sorry, man. When the team's in disarray, you got to look at the top. What's going on in the discipline area? We, we don't look very disciplined to me, Mr. Tomlin. We just don't look very disciplined, and i got news for you. We're going down to Tampa, and they beat the world champs last week. they got a crazy Irishman with a 156 QB rating, and uh, I don't know, I think Artie Burns might be in some trouble this weekend.
0: Kim Hayward told us last segment that he will tackle Fitzpatrick by the beard. He'll yank him <laughs> down by the beard. So
9: He is quickly becoming my favorite stealer.
0: Cam, oh Cam's on cam, yeah.
9: cam is is quickly becoming my favorite. He's I, and yeah. they should call call it the sack Cam whenever he sacks somebody.
0: Yeah, he's long been one of my man. He's he's a great dude, yeah. and we're hey, counting he's on a him. Great but
9: guy on and off the field,
0: no doubt about it. But they got to get their act together. Mike's coming in next with a report for you and uh, some reaction from the locker room yesterday and a look ahead. Sports next, more with Billy Gardell coming up on DV.com. D-V-E Sports. All right, we got Billy Ardell on the line from Los Angeles, California this morning. And Mike Pursuita with your sports here in Green Tree right now at D-V-E Mike.
3: Sports is brought to you by Citizens Bank. Cam Hayward responding today here on the D-V-E Morning Show to the Antonio Brown quote, trade me, let's find out tweet from yesterday. How serious was it? Was it just uh, a flippant response to a perceived criticism was it something deeper? Hayward said that uh, the Steelers intend to find out and uh, reassure, it, reassure Antonio Brown just in case.
8: He's always his own man. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean you can't talk to anybody or, uh, you know, be there for them. Um, you know, sometimes you just need someone to listen, um, you know, and. That's what being a leader is, not always telling someone what to do, but listening um and voicing frustrations, opinions uh and then coming to a common ground where we can build forward and move on um you know just 'cause we were lost this week doesn't mean it's gonna be indicative of next week or the weeks after mm-hmm. so um that that's what we have to you know talk to him about um we'll talk to him in house uh and it might be me, it might be ben um it could be coach Tomlin. Um, but you know, it'll be a plethora of guys that he can talk to, uh, just to let them know that home is here uh, and we want to win here.
3: Should be somebody, right? A plethora. <clears throat> they got options. Should be somebody. Should be somebody. What, Mike? That talks to Antonio Brown.
9: Yeah, I think you got to go over and make sure he understands that uh, it wasn't from the internal workings of the Steelers. It's a guy that doesn't even work there anymore. However, you gotta calm down and you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta come together, man.
0: You gotta calm down imagine thinking anybody who worked for the organization would put something on Twitter that no. said, uh, he should thankful be thankful for AB. He got or for Ben Roethlisberger. He got AB paid. You know darn well he wouldn't put up those numbers for other teams. I mean, imagine anybody from the organization. He knows he doesn't work for the organization. Maybe does he know that he's clear on it? Okay, that's good. I don't know. He's 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 an insane person. Antonio Brown is out of his mind. He's nuts. Everybody knows he's nuts, but he's one of the best football
3: players <laughs> they've ever had. They've ever had.
0: Well, he's the best in the league, too.
9: Yeah.
3: They might want to also talk to him about getting the coaches' faces on the sidelines and pouting. Yeah,
9: and you don't want to do that. Exactly. Not keeping his
3: right. eye on the ball because they need him to catch the ball. He's yeah, you
0: nuts. You've
9: got to calm down.
0: He's calm down me. now. That's it, Bill. Maybe you should talk to him. Bill, why don't you have a talk right now go. to Antonio Brown? <laughs> Cal-
5: I, Bill's I, a good look, voice of reason. Fly out I, here. Listen, go to practice. Calm down
0: because because
9: Artie Burns is going to have a nervous breakdown this week against Tampa Bay. <laughs> so just calm down. Calm down. We have to address Burns and Hilton. And I really like Hilton, but I think Artie Burns is going to get smoked this weekend.
0: So your your advice to AB is calm down because our secondary is so bad we need you.
9: Calm down. I need you to focus. I need you to not be yelling at the coaches. I need you to catch a lot of balls because if you don't, we're going to be in trouble in Tampa.
6: What would your and dad
9: This is it. You don't start 0-2 and 1 and end up in the playoffs. So this is this is a must win. Week so we can have anybody screaming and running up and down. We need to be focused, and everybody needs to calm down, do your job, because all right, I tell you what you need to do is you need to walk over to Artie Burns and go, hey, man, we're counting on you. I know it's a lot of pressure on you this week, but I want you to know we believe in you, okay? That, that's what you should be saying. Okay, because if you don't help poor Artie Burns this week, he's going to get
0: smoked. <laughs> Do you think Antonio Brown knows who Artie Burns is? <laughs> I
9: don't know. i was hoping.
3: There's no idea. Uh, they're I both hoping. Miami guys. Oh, okay. Billy, uh. no, you seem a little fixated on Artie Burns.
9: Yeah, I'm. I'm real worried, Mike. I'm real worried about Monday night. Antonio this Brown. Is, this no- is no joke now.
0: Antonio Brown always strikes me as the Ricky Henderson guy. Like, remember when he played with Olerud, and then he got traded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Olerud was playing there too. At the next team, like years later, I don't know if it was the Mets, or the A's, or wherever it was. He's like, "Hey, man, there was a guy on my team that used to wear his batting helmet on uh, all the time, too." I'm not on the other team. He's like, "That was me." <laughs> he's, like, he didn't recognize him from team to team. He just he knew he was the guy that wore
3: the batting helmet all the time. Well, one of the things the Steelers got to do a better job of in Tampa than they did against Kansas City is cover, not just Artie Burns, but the defense as a collective group. Here's Cam Hayward on that.
8: You know, too many times last week we were wide open. Um, You know, if if they're going to make catches, they got to be combat catches. I understand everybody has NFL players, um, but I think I read a quote. uh, Travis Kelsey said he was too wide open. Um, you know, on these passes and you know, I don't I don't ever want a receiver or a tight end to ever feel comfortable like that. Um, you know, we gotta muck up more games and uh get the ball back to our offense. The exact quote from Travis Kelsey was
3: it was a day to exploit matchups and today I guess I was open more than usual. Oh, oh. it's not what <laughs> you wanna hear from the other guys. No. Well, that was easy. <laughs> Shoot, I don't even have to shower. I didn't break a sweat. What time's the plane?
1: That's brutal. I'm going
3: to go get a workout in. Didn't have to work very hard during this game. I didn't exert myself.
0: Brutal.
3: Brutal. I can't
9: remember the last time it was that easy.
3: You don't remember last season then, I guess.
0: (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back more with Billy Gardell here on DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show. Oh, yeah, Billy Gardell. Last night, Paul Simon in concert at uh, PBG Paints Arena. So great. I what know a you... great, great concert. You saw him at the Hollywood Bowl back-to-back. Saw him two
9: nights in a row, yeah. You know, the great ones are really not the You know, we're coming to the end of classic rock, man, and I want to see as many as I possibly can. Um, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that Simon concert he was unbelievable again always with like we were talking about 30 musicians on stage and just the sound that's very rich and powerful down to playing songs with just a guitar and just what an artist man really really great and one of those guys that you hear songs and you're like oh yeah I remember exactly where I was at that point in my life and uh, yeah I'm trying to see as many classic guys as I can before it's over
3: yeah that was a really uh, cool uh, part to me that where they boiled that down to him in the encore set, just standing in the spotlight, nothing else—a guy, yeah, and a and guitar—that's
9: guitar. who he was, man, and that's a message that as. the
3: entire audience is hanging on.
9: Yeah, and and hanging on every word, exactly right. I'm, and you know, Homeward Bound is just him and a guitar, and that's you know, that's that's a perfect circle. You know, I'm trying to see all those guys as soon as I can. You know, what's left? I'm I'm going to see. uh I was at Tom Petty's last one. I'm going to see Simon. I saw Simon. I'm going to see Santana this weekend. I saw Elton John last year. You know. Those, what did those you songs. think of
0: the Elton John concert? Because I know a lot of people here in Pittsburgh are wondering whether they should spend the money on the ticket.
9: You know, it's a high priced ticket, is what I, I thought. I thought it was a little overpriced, but um, I got to say, it was that lineup of songs was pretty strong. So if you can do it, do it. If you can't, go down there for the. Core sit outside the stadium and listen. <laughs>
0: That's what I do. It's in the arena now. Yeah, it's, hey. it's an
3: indoor. Oh, is he in the arena? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. You're gonna hear a lot of I, buses I, I driving did, by. I, <laughs> yeah. Well,
9: you know, there might be a spot you can get by a back loading door something open. Something but like uh, that. it's 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 got a he's got a good it's it's a good song list it's a good playlist
0: for the concert. There's a uh, new anti-bullying service being offered in South Korea. What is it? It's called uncle service. (laughs) Parents can hire intimidating dudes to pose as uncles for their kids to help protect (laughs) them from bullies. There's three packages. This sounds like Pittsburgh bullies king, bully defender kings, (laughs) because there's three packages. There's one, the evidence package, where a fake uncle secretly films the kid getting bullied, then turns over those tapes to the school and tells them they better do something about it or he'll go to the school board. That's $350 a day. That's a shakedown. Whoa. That's a shakedown. A
9: day. You could you could hire Magnum for less.
0: <laughs> the uncle pack, as long as TC came out and fought the bullies for you, I'd be all over it.
3: PML know it gets expenses too, Bill. That's going to a little Sam Spade action.
0: The uncle package where the guy walks a kid to and from school and gives a quote stern warning to his bullies, that costs oh, 440 bucks you a can't day.
9: not do that. Four hundred and forty dollars.
0: And then there's the chaperone package where the fake uncle goes wherever the bully's parents work, confronts them, and protests in front of their building, yelling, A parent of a bully works here. What's that one run? Seventeen hundred and seventy dollars for four visits. Well, you can
9: do that or you could do my dad's package where you pick up a baseball sized rock, put it in your pocket, and walk to school. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I don't think that would work in America. Strange guys walking around schools threatening kids. Probably not going to be all that well received here. No. Uh, Billy, we talked about this last week. When are you bored? Ever? Ever? one of my bored yeah i am hardly ever bored Never. i I'm, like i'm not bored
5: anymore That's the greatest look, thing ever
0: I, I told you i told you i look for
9: boredom
6: yes right
9: I, lo- I look for the older i get the less noise i'm looking for when you're young all you're looking for is the noise where's the noise where's the noise i need some chaos i need some some, some i need some energy i need some la 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 i need some back and the older you get, the less, you, the more you're like, you know, I don't need, uh, I don't need any of that.
0: As it turns out, I
9: don't need I, any of it. I find myself saying, "No, you guys, go ahead without me." A lot.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm okay staying home. It's all right. I'm
9: fine. I'm just fine right here.
0: A new study found the average person feels bored for two hours a day. Really? How do you have two hours to be bored? Right. Yeah.
5: Unless they consider watching TV. Boredom, boredom time.
0: Well, that here's. Or well,
9: maybe like if you're at work and you got like a uh, an assignment you can't stand. You know.
0: The top five things we deal with that make us feel bored. Number one, calling a company and having to wait on hold.
7: Yeah, that's
9: brutal. Yeah, I don't get it, bored uh,
0: by
3: that. I get infuriated.
9: I get. I get. I, I, I'll give them that one. I just jump I do, on Twitter. Know, I, I don't even I, think I,
3: about it.
0: I, yeah. I
9: do. What? Wait. What'd you say?
0: What I, just, I just I just like log on to Twitter and just start scrolling while I'm waiting. Yeah,
9: I, I I mess around on the phone with the speaker going too and wait for the music to break.
0: Yeah. Number two. Slow Wi-Fi.
5: This is not. This is things that irritate you. Yeah. yeah no, that's not, that's not, not being that you're bored. bored by. Yeah, I
9: agree. I, know. I agree with Val. That's an irritation. Take that
5: off the list.
0: Sitting through an ad before you watch a video online.
5: Again, annoying. Yeah, I got yeah,
9: and, and boring. And they give you the, you know, you can, most of them, like the car ads, you, you know, like halfway through, you can skip it. So. But
5: now the, the new thing I've noticed is if you skip an ad, it goes to another ad. Yes.
0: It's evil. It's just all evil. Sifting through junk mail. That's not, I don't know. Does These that are take aggravations. About 12 seconds
9: How long does that take? That's um, like. I mean, how much mail are you getting? <laughs> are they bringing it in on a forklift? I mean,
0: uh, a few more from uh, the thirty that they included. Waiting in a. line, scrolling through photos of food on social media. Oh, that's
5: that's not like something you have to do.
0: Yeah. Washing dishes. Yeah, I kind of like washing dishes. Waiting, I, th- it's I, th- like I think. I bored, boredom is like sitting there, like now I can't what?
5: think of anything to do. Yeah. This yeah. is
0: all doing stuff.
3: You know what's boring yeah. is driving long distances.
0: Yeah, candy. can be. Oh, I like that. Books on tape, podcasts. Got to do it, man. I don't mind a long drive, so long as it's not a regular long drive. Like, every week I drive six and a half hours or something. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, eh, Or four times a week I do that? No thanks. Taking out the trash, your daily commute. <laughs> Again, this is just... It sounds like the stuff Crawford bitches about having to do.
9: Yeah, that is not boredom as yeah. boredom, yeah.
0: Lame work meetings. This really is Bill's list. And waiting for your significant other to get ready. Hmm?
5: Okay, that I could see. Okay.
0: That one.
9: Uh, you know, I just always build in a half hour for Patty. If I tell her we got to leave at four thirty, I always say, God bless you. Thank you. I say I always say be ready at four. And then she comes down at 425 and goes, I'm early. I go, you are. And then we go.
6: Yeah.
5: You know what I think is really boring? What? Golf on television.
9: Golf on TV. Now, that's interesting.
0: It can be boring unless you gamble on it, Val.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Gamble on golf? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I can gamble on anything. I gamble on anything. I've
9: heard you can do that.
0: Gamble on anything. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) All right, let's let's end this before this becomes too boring. Billy Gardell, <laughs> Wait, I gotta ask I gotta ask Billy one question. All
3: right? Yes. Bill, there's a there's a baseball team that just went back over 500 last night. Are you aware which one it is? The Bucs.
0: Break up the Bucos They're in Fuego. Ten thousand strong at PNC Park last night to watch the uh, Buckos get get the W. I kind of
9: loved that. That was nice that ten thousand showed up.
0: I mean, that's not a bad out of contention September crowd. No, not at all. It is what not it is, at all.
9: and I like Archer. I think he's going to be a good addition for next year. You do? I do.
0: <laughs> that makes one. <laughs> no, I, I'm, you, I'm he's going to right. settle
9: in fine. Archer's going to settle in fine.
0: I hope he does. It's it. Fine. Nothing. Nothing indicates that fine. will happen, but yeah. It's fine. I hope it does.
9: Musk, Musgrove is my guy, though. That's my guy. Hey,
0: he's, he's great. great. Uh, they, look, Jameson was, has been great, and uh, and Trevor Williams Trevor's give up runs. Yeah, he's been lights out. All right, Billy, love you, brother. Gosh. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, right. you got anything that people should know about?
9: I got I'll be doing an episode of Young Sheldon at the end of the month, so it'll be on a couple weeks after that. I will nice. let you know, but All we right. will talk nine times before that. And everybody say a prayer for Artie Burns this week, especially <laughs> you, Antonio, especially you. Calm down. It's fine.
0: <laughs> My Uber driver last night, uh, on the way to the Paul Simon show, he got he was talking about the game and he was screaming about Artie Burns. He goes, Man, is that guy aptly named? That's what he said.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he goes, That dude gets burned all the time and he was pissed about the way TJ Watt was blitzing. He's like, He doesn't have the body mass to go through the middle. <laughs> I love Pittsburgh. All that right. Uh, we got to go. We'll talk to you. Buddy. All right. We'll see, see you. you. Radiothons Thursday and Friday. Don't forget. Steelers huddle back on DVE tonight. 7-8 with Jerry Dulac, Dale Lolly, and Steelers defensive end Stefan Tuitt. Tomorrow's show is packed. Merrill Hodge, Big Cat from uh, Pardon My Take podcast and Barstool Sports, and uh, Mark Madden all going to be joining us along with Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle. Michelle's coming up next with the Electric Lunch at noon. Oh, what drama awaits us today in the Steelers <laughs> locker room, Mike? Well, none, because it's just Mike Tomlin day. Oh, okay. But tomorrow's another day after that. Tomlin translator tomorrow. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face.
3: I hey, got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby.
2: For
8: now, you guys call me Ronald. Would
9: you not eat my pants?
2: Ronald.
8: Ah!
9: Mm-hmm.